is wide awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I woke up really early this morning and I couldn't get back to sleep. Oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, let's read about John McCain dying. And then I did yeah. that for about an hour. And then I was like, I should probably go back to sleep. That's why your iPad was dead. No, it's because I fell asleep watching the movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Do you want some of my Coke? Man, it's going to snort a line. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in front of the computer when I record, you know, just for a, a bump. Yeah, you never know when you're going to need a little uh, pick-me-up, you know? That's what I'm saying. You get it. You're going back to your it. Studio 54 days. That's right. Oh, man, I miss those. Steven brought <laughs> me a big Dr. Pepper yesterday. Oh, okay. That's not where I thought that was going after big, but all right. No. <laughs> She's not accepting that joke at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> So he brought me this big Dr. Pepper and I just like sucked it down. And then he was like, look, I bought you another one. And it was like a bottle of Dr. Pepper. I poured it in the glass. I got really, really hyper for a while. And yeah. then I was like, Steven, I have OD'd on caffeine. <laughs> she looked like really like kind of green. I was like, I have to lay down. I was like, my heart is racing. I'm sweaty. <laughs> Everything's hot. <laughs> I've never seen that reaction from anybody else, but uh, leave it to Amanda, you know. Happens. It does happen mm -hmm. on occasion. Now, if you're talking about Dr. Pepper, you know another product that Dr. Pepper makes. That's right, RZ Cola. <laughs> Bought myself one this morning. Oh, nice. Again, from Quick Trip. Oh, yeah, cool. It's, it's, it's getting out there. Word is getting out. The RC revolution mm -hmm. is at hand. Go get yourself one. I have... Two RC related This show is not officially sponsored by RC Cola or Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. We are trying. We are very much trying. Uh, I have two RC stories uh, from last week. Um, one, I was craving it after you mentioned it, and at this little convenience store down the street from us, uh, they had some. Uh, they had like a 20 ounce bottle, and so I got it. But I had a feeling that nobody really drinks it there because it was really um, like flat, like old. And I was like, I don't, this doesn't taste quite right. So that kind of sucked. But I also mentioned it to my sister, Chelsea, who works at Quick Trip. And oh, I said, yeah. hey, you know, she's been listening to the podcast lately, but she's not uh, up to date. She's been like listening to old episodes. And I was like, hey, oh, we, we gave you a shout out uh, on the newest episode. And, and Quick Trip, we're trying to get, uh, trying to get Quick Trip to uh, put that in the fountains. And she was like, you know, I don't think they make the soda bib for it. Oh. Like to put it in. And I was like, huh, okay. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not even an option, but uh, I'm working on it. We're trying. Okay. So. Well, it's that's the the next step in the the revolution, I guess. Yep, absolutely. Soda bib, soda bib. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a T-shirt now. It says like the RC logo on the front, and on the back it says the next step in the revolution. And just people will be like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have like flyers that yeah. at the ready, you just pass out. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. I mean, like, that, and it just says, <laughs> it just says, buy an RC Cola, and yeah. they're just very confused. <laughs> and, and as they like put the flyer in front of their face, and as they remove it, you're just gone. Yeah. Oh, dude, I like that. Yeah. Man. And then <laughs> if they get a chance to ask me, like, oh, so do you, you work for RC? And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm just really a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to, to You're enjoy like, I'm looking life. for some opportunities, yeah, though. You know. <laughs> if you work there, I guess I would, then, you know. I, I feel like we should be able to take over the RC Cola, like, Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Of which there is not one. Mm -hmm. Like, we should make one. Yep. And then run it. 
I think this is, I mean, that's probably the best idea to, uh, to get them to sponsor us, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll just <laughs> take it upon ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, accidentally tweet from the RC account uh, stuff that we are tweeting, or we think we're tweeting from mm-hmm. our personal accounts. Oh, because, yeah. you know, you and I, we all, we're very savage on, on Twitter, just oh, going man, after yeah. people left and right. So <laughs> <laughs> All the time. And people would be like, man, what is RC up to? Why are they so angry? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good plan. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I think we're officially doing it. Sure. Uh, he's Brent. He's Steven. And he's also accompanied by a lovely guest. Hello, lovely guest. Hi. Who are you? I am Amanda. And who, what relation are you to this podcast? Oh, so many. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. it was one specific one, but no. okay. Wife. Weekly. Listener. Friend. Mm-hmm. Supporter. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Backstage. Hand. Yeah. Whoa. No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds I mean, like a good like, sex move. The backstage hand. An idea person. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Turning sure. it dirty. I mean, that's that. As a listener, that's kind of what we do, you know. Yeah. Mm. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Is it the hashtag? Sure. Okay. <laughs> We're 14 now. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Welcome to uh, Let's Talk About Stuff, and uh, today we're gonna be doing some more comic talk that uh, Amanda read as well, which is cool. Um, so we'll get into that here in a little bit, but uh, for some quick mini-topic discussions, uh, I figured Amanda might want to talk about this uh, new Netflix movie that we watched the other day, and Amanda's watched maybe once more, um, called All the Boys I've Loved Before. Amanda. Sure. Have you heard of it, Brent? I've heard of it. I, I haven't seen it. So I, I think you, Stephen, you were the one that showed me, you were like, I think that this looks kind of cute. Yep. We should watch it or whatever. And, um, so I think it was Friday night. We just decided to put it on and I loved it. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. I told him at the end of the movie, I said the inner tween in me is happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a teen rom-com. It is. That's like a Netflix original. But I thought that it was different. It was like quirky and, um. It reminds me of like Easy A a lot, yeah. like that kind of style. Is this the Which one with the, the Asian lead? Yes. In it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she yeah. is delightful. Oh, yeah. She's great. She, um, I think she had like a lot of charm mm-hmm. and she was, she had a lot of facial expressions that uh, like without her saying a lot of things, you could see kind of what she was thinking and, mm-hmm. but not in an annoying way. Um, That's good. Like she was just very expressive and. I thought that it was she was sort of like understated in her humor, mm-hmm. and she's had really good comedic timing. And yeah, stuff. Good it just really timing. Oh, cool. Surprised me because I don't I don't know her from anything else. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, kind of bursting on the scene, she was really good, and the the male lead was really good too. Yeah, he was very charming. He had um, apparently he's now like the heartthrob of, of the internet. Everybody is mm-hmm. like going crazy over him, but I thought that he was good in both. He sort of like plays a jock. But he was really good at being sort of like this jock guy, but also like vulnerable and um, really not a jerk. So, um, but I thought it was interesting. I read about it afterwards. It's based on a book and it's written by a Korean American woman. And so the character is supposed to be Korean American. 
And whenever they were trying to find studios for the movie, they kept, a lot of the studios kept being like, well, it doesn't have to be an Asian American or a Korean American girl. Mm-hmm. It could be a white girl. It could just be whoever. Like, the, <laughs> I like that. It really going be, diverse. Like, <laughs> it could be anyone. It could be white. Yeah. <laughs> end of, <laughs> end of uh, yeah. races. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point the lady was saying. They were being like, well, you know, her her cultural identity is just, like, one part of her. And oh, she yeah. was like, no, she's Korean-American. So, But then they started looking for leads, and um, the girl who ended up getting cast, I think, is Vietnamese-American. And I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> and then her older sister is Chinese-American. Hmm. But they were, like, they were the best people for the role. Yeah. And so they were kind of, like... Just having Asian American representation in film was more important than like getting, I think, the specific heritage correct. And um, I thought that was really nice to see that diversity and it not be like it wasn't like in your face that. No, that's what I liked. It wasn't. Um, it was just like natural. Like like it yeah. should be basically is that it's just. Like, everybody is just whatever. They don't, like, mention it a whole lot. Right. They, they talk about a couple of things culturally, like food that she likes or, mm-hmm. like, her dad making something that their mom used to make and he's not good at it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, she's just, like, normal teenage girl. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, do you want to quickly say the plot? So it's about a 16-year-old girl. Um, she has an older sister and a younger sister. Her mom has passed away. And um, she writes five letters throughout her life to guys that she had intense crushes on but never acted on. And it's sort of her way of, like, getting her feelings out. She puts it in a box, and then all of a sudden these five letters get mysteriously mailed out and then she kind of deals with the fallout from that. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it, I like rom-coms and stuff. They're always just, like, fun and light. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And this one was really good, because some of them, you know, are cheesy and whatever, and this had its moments, but it, for the most part, it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I, we just keep putting it on the background and stuff, and, like, we've been painting our, our room right now and stuff, so it's just a good movie to kind of put on all around. Like, again, like Easy A, kind of makes me think of that. That's really all I needed to hear. Easy yeah, A right. is such a good movie. I know. That, yeah. uh, if it's in, in that vein, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I want you to watch it. There's literally one part that happens that I don't think was meant to be like... It was just quirky um, when she's trying to escape from Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like laugh out loud funny. Uh, yeah. They have some good moments. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That's awesome. So, Who was it directed by? Do we know? I don't... Uh, by a uh, female. Okay. I don't, yeah, it had a lot of female oh, cool. people involved, which is mm-hmm. cool. I think it was like... Partially written by the author of the book and then rewritten by another female? Yeah, the author of the book, I think, was pretty involved in the screenplay of it. And there were some, from what I can see online, there were some changes that they made from the book, obviously, but um, tried to stay kind of true to it. One thing I did really like was that there's three sisters, and one of the sisters, did you ever watch Pretty Little Liars with Brandy? Uh, I, I sat through some of it with her, yeah. <laughs> you sat through some of it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I would like walk through the living room. I'm like, what's going on? And why is there a fifth one now? Yeah. And then oh, she yeah. would say, there's always been a fifth one. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> there was just like, there were, there were four of them. And then later they added a fifth one. She's like, no, there's always a fifth one. Yeah. Like, she All right. was just, she was quote unquote dead for a while, but then she wasn't dead, you know, and. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, like life. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest sister played Mona in the show, Pretty Little Liars. And Mona was kind of like, she used to be friends with one of the liars and then she kind of went crazy, but then she becomes friends with them again. It's very confusing. But Oh, with the dark hair? Yeah. Yeah. She's, oh, yeah. She's a crazy bitch. Brandy yeah. also watches Dancing with the Stars and she was on that. Oh. I was like, oh, she's pretty cute. Okay. Yeah, I think she's cute. Mm-hmm. See, to me, yeah. I kept uh, we watched it, and I was like, Amanda, I just can't get over it. This is Mona. She's a crazy bitch. I do not trust her <laughs> as her sister. I don't trust her at all. Uh, and Amanda was like, no, she's actually like a really nice person. That's just her, her role. And I was like, well, it's the only role I know her from, and I don't trust her. Yeah. So, trust her. It's okay. She's okay in the movie. But what I, <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about it was that, like, obviously it's like a rom-com, but the friendship between the three sisters like they're really mm-hmm. close and they depend on each other and it's like nice to see like women represented that way in terms of mm-hmm. just like loving their family and missing their like one the sister goes to off to college and mm-hmm. the the main character just misses her sister a lot and mm-hmm. so it's like nice to see that also played out in the film uh, yeah, I was going to run through the people involved. It's uh, a novel by Ginny Hahn, and it was directed by Susan Johnson and written by Sofia Alvarez. So yeah, just females all around, which is cool. So let me let me ask you this, because there was a, a comparison I was going to make um, for one of the comics we're reading today. Mm-hmm. Um, were there things in the movie, since it was written, adapted, and directed by females, mm-hmm. were there certain things that stood out more, like... Not in a bad way, of course, but I mean, like, oh, I wouldn't have thought about that because I'm a guy and I wouldn't, it just doesn't occur to me. I don't know. I'm not a guy, so I can't answer that question. <laughs> it was mostly directed at Steven, and he passed it off to you. But I, I... When you were setting it up, I thought it was a question for her, and then you ended with that, and I was like, wait, I wasn't really thinking about it, and I'm not really sure. Hard to he tell. was over there thinking about candy say, again. I will say, like, as a female watching the movie, mm-hmm. I felt like... And it may just be the way they filmed it, the script, Mm -hmm. the characters, whatever. But it was just, like, really positive. Yeah. Really, like, um, encouraging. Like, you just came away from it feeling just kind of happy about it. And I don't know if that was necessarily female-driven, but it was just, it felt, I don't know, felt really Mm -hmm. lighthearted and positive. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. men are dicks. Whoa. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I can't really, I don't know if I can answer the question necessarily, but just kind of around it. Um, they mention, like, uh, the main character loves 16 Candles, and she mentions it a lot, and, like, John Hughes mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, it kind of felt like that as well. Like, <clears throat> John Hughes had a really good way of making teenagers' lives feel, like, important. Mm-hmm. Um, when adults might think it's, like, trivial or whatever, and it felt very... Um, like a modern version, like the, the, their jokes and like they have kind of like hipster things and then whatever, like uh, that all kind of makes sense for now, like an updated version of that, but they did a really good job of it. Um, I agree. I, if I, I came away feeling like it was like an homage to 
yeah one of those movies like that we don't get that a lot anymore yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is the same thing again like easy a like she mentions right. those movies as well and like you know like where's why isn't the guy like outside my door with the boom box whatever and then like that stuff happens and right. so um same kind of idea um that they kind of hit that same note Oh, also one note is that the cinematography, like just the scenery in the movie was stunning. Yeah. They would do like... Um, it was filmed in Toronto, I think? Yeah, but I don't know if it's like... I don't know if drone shots is the right way to say, yeah. but like they just like overarching scenery several mm-hmm. times throughout the movie Vancouver. and it was just stunning. So beautiful. Okay, That's so awesome. I, I didn't know actually where it took place. It was filmed in Vancouver and some in Portland, and it's supposed to take place in Portland. I don't okay. think they ever say that, though, because I was really confused if it was actually Canada, but they have all these like, gorgeous trees and mountains mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. And it had good it would, music. <clears throat> it would be like mid, mid-conversation, mid and they would just cut to a shot of the Space Needle, and then they would just <laughs> get back to the conversation. It was like mid-syllable. We're good, guys. We're here, okay? Everybody's <laughs> drinking Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No, that's yeah. not it. What? Starbucks is Seattle. He said Space New. Wait. Wait, what are Portland. we talking about? Oh, yeah. I said the wrong thing. I went with it just because I was like, we're in America, guys. It's fine. <laughs> we're not in Canada. We're totally in America. We like totally all these shows that fall there. I went with it. I thought that was fine. Um. <laughs> yeah, wrong city. It's all the same to me up there. Somebody and, uh, listening to this from Portland is like, fuck you. We don't have a Space Needle. <laughs> well,. Let's be honest, nobody's still listening to this, so <laughs> let's move on. Last thing I'll say about it is, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about some Netflix movies that aren't that great, and sometimes you get a good one, though, and um, this one has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, so uh, very high, um, which is good. Uh, I think this is kind of more the realm of where Netflix needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, these kinds of movies that don't get made as often anymore, um, as opposed to the movies that got made and the studios were like, oh, this is going to bomb. Let's sell it to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure, we'll take it. Yeah. So this seemed a, a little more like um, purposeful, I guess. Also, one mm-hmm. other thing, you may look it up and make sure that I'm not wrong, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that the production company that did it is Will backed by Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Overlook, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you heard it from Steven. As far as Asian people go, this is one of the good ones. So check it out. <laughs> <laughs> You just scared Savannah. <laughs> oh, I do have to say, though, that I was telling Stephen last night when I was reading about the movie, I came across an article that one of the characters in the movie, um, he was in The Bling Ring. He, that, these are the only oh. two movies I know him from. But apparently after the movie came out, there were some like um, troublesome tweets that were found. Like some, Sure some like racist tweets and one of them was after the big earthquake in Japan happened a few years ago Mm -hmm. he said something he tweeted something like they say that dogs can anticipate uh, earthquakes Uh, and then he said too bad oh no too bad the Japanese ate all of them (laughs) good lord yeah Amanda was like, it's funny because we saw him and we both recognized him, but we couldn't really picture it because he's changed since the bling ring. Like in the bling ring, he's actually like teenager. That was like mm-hmm. a few years ago. And now he's like a little bit skinnier and stuff. And yeah. he's still like past, but we're like, oh, he's kind of charming too. He was cool. Um, he's got another main character sort of in that uh, peripheral and everything. And then she looked that up and I was like, ooh, 
Oof, okay, yeah, oof, that's not he, good. He, I guess, has liked a lot of, like, Ben Shapiro tweets oh, and yeah. stuff. And, cool, like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> just said, oh, like, one time he said something about, like, that he would never go out for a gay role, like, for a homosexual role. Um, and it just, like, weird things that mm-hmm. you're, like, mm, maybe just be a little more open-minded. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird thing to... Just say out of the blue. Yeah, it was like, like a tweet. Why even bring it up? Yeah. You know? Why not just be like, no, I've never been offered or I've never just never done it. And like, hey, no I'll tell you one thing. I would never fuck a raccoon. I would never do it. <laughs> all right, man. Whoa, like, bro. Whoa. Okay. Under, we all just assume that uh, you're probably not going to do that. Unless um, it's the one from Gardens of the Galaxy, right? Oh, Rocket? You'd fuck him? I don't know. Oh, wow. You heard it first, guys. <laughs> it is Bradley Cooper, so... There you go. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, wow. so... Uh, I, <laughs> good good luck transitioning on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to mention briefly, I've been listening to this uh, podcast that Jon Favreau... I haven't, I haven't mentioned this yet, have I? I keep meaning to. No. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, John Favreau of, of Pod Save America fame, one of the crooked media podcasts. Uh, it's called The Wilderness, and um, it's basically about the Democratic Party. Um, kind of like the the first few episodes are like the history. Uh, they're like an hour long. Um, the first few episodes are like the history of the Democratic Party and kind of how we got here, like how we got to Trump, and um, how we can like re message and and bring people back into the fold, like uh, Obama Trump voters, the ones that voted for Obama in twenty twelve and then Trump in twenty sixteen. And um, he interviews a lot of different people, some, like, uh, Trump fans and stuff or people that voted for him, other, like, experts and policy people. And um, it's just really good. It's a really good listen. It's uh, different than the rest of the Crooked Media stuff in that most of those are just, like, kind of, like, live recorded shows, um, either, like, in studio or in front of an audience. And uh, this one is, like, a produced show with, like, sound effects and music and stuff. Um, But it's super, super well done. And... um, I've, I'm only, like, halfway through. There's, like, 10 episodes out, I think, so far. I think there's going to be 15. Um, I'm on episode 6. And um, they're very interesting because I've... Uh, follow, being a follower of politics, basically, in the age of Trump, um, and not following it before that, it's kind of hard to um, know your bearings and, like, what the world was like before that, and, like, when we grew up, even. But I wasn't paying much attention. And so uh, it's been good to kind of get the history and stuff and see how we're here. Um, but I'd highly recommend it to any anybody, really, uh, not just like Democrats or, or even independents, um, but Republicans. I, I, I would find it very interesting to read or to listen to one on the opposite side as well, um, if it was produced in kind of the same manner. Um, but it kind of makes things a little more human and a little more uh, understandable. And uh, I would love for like my parents to listen to it, like, you know, I guess kind of thing, like people that I know that um, are lean more Republican and everything to be like, this is kind of like where we're at. Um and so, uh, Wait, just in general, do, don't your parents listen to this podcast, or at least your dad? Uh, sometimes. Should Should I just pull it up on my phone and hold it up to the microphone <laughs> and just play just play full episodes of it on the podcast? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's listening to Steven. <laughs> yeah, if I, that'd be yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, we're going to right. cut to that. This is a story about a party that's finding its way out of the political wilderness. In the last eight months. I've talked to more than 100 people about the state of the Democratic Party. I interviewed the party's critics and defenders, strategists and organizers. I talked to historians, data nerds, policy wonks, and a few politicians. 
to ask some hard questions and have some honest conversations, all with the goal of charting our way out of the wilderness together. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it's, uh, I would, like, yeah, I would, from having, like, conversations with my parents or, or other people um, uh, that lean Republican, um, lean conservative, everything, like, I, I'd be very interested for them to listen and uh, us to discuss it because it would be, I, I think, a good branching off point to keep things like civil and grounded and everything. Um, but I just find it so fascinating. So I highly recommend it. I know you guys haven't listened to it yet. I made a started one night, but, uh, fell asleep, um, uh, which is fine. <laughs> it's very late. I yeah, I know, I know. Um, but they're Did, really good. So didn't you say that you really, um, liked the format of it? Yeah. It's almost more like an NPR type thing yeah. rather yeah. than like Pod Save America. That's more, mm-hmm. uh, interviews, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like just more produced and, interesting and the people they talk to like it's obviously a lot of people that they knew from the obama era like policy uh-huh. people that they worked with whatever um but they also mentioned stuff about like you know kind of progressive talking points now um about like the blue wave potentially coming and the midterms and stuff and go vote everybody um and uh and how that might not be like a lock and why and like how we can't just give up on people um who don't agree with you or whatever and how there could be like common ground again so um, yeah, it's just really good kind of baseline level of like where we're at and where we're going, which I find very interesting. So awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, I've downloaded every episode. I just mm-hmm. haven't started listening to it yet. Yeah. yeah. It's really real, good. Real quick spinoff from that. Yeah. Have you seen the Beto video of him uh, in response to the question at the town hall about NFL players kneeling? No, I've heard about it. Uh, they talked about it on Pod Save America, yeah. I think, but I I haven't seen so it yet. Good. But yeah, is it? totally watch it. Yeah, it's like a um, couple minutes long. Yeah, it's a couple minutes long. But I was gonna say it's like uh, I found it because the, uh, Dan Pfeiffer from Pod Save America had retweeted it, and then in, in quick succession, all of them retweeted it, and were like, "You have to watch this right now." And yeah. uh, I've been passing it around on Twitter and stuff uh, to like my brother Danny and whatever. Um, but it's it's a very like. Um, empathetic mm-hmm. answer and it's very like he has a good uh kind of like everyman cadence to his rhetoric and stuff and uh and they talk about that a lot the pod save people talk about that like politicians are so um like taught what to say and how to say and they're pulled and tested and all this stuff and like like basically what people want is like authenticity and like if you could just speak from the heart and like he really does that in, in the yeah. in the clip, like obviously he's thought about it, he has an answer already. But the way he says it, and the way he connects with the the uh, young person who who asked the question, is like frames it in a way that like I think this is disrespectful that the players kneel. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is disrespectful or not? And he's like, all right, well I don't, so we can disagree, and that's that's what's great about America is like we should have a civil dis- discourse, and he kind of leads off with that, which is good. Um, but it's a very like it's gone viral kind of in. Um, it's very good. I've, I've heard a lot of people online be like, he could definitely run in like 2020 or 2024, that this mm-hmm. might be like a stepping stone for him, which um, would be very interesting. I hadn't really thought about that until this answer, but it's like, man, he really kind of has that, that it factor that Obama had almost. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find this article that I haven't read yet, but I saved earlier, and it's about essentially... That's not what I tried to <laughs> click on. <laughs> Uh-oh. Man, it was Just a full screen of dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, she clicked on Donald J. Trump on accident. Oh. I was, hey, I was thinking about that. Uh, you know how he comes up with names for everyone, like weird nicknames for uh, everyone? Yeah. Let's just call him Dopey Donnie from now on. Okay. 
Got it. Dopey Donnie. He's, uh, why doesn't he have one? <laughs> you know? I know, yeah. It's like, he does these things and, like, things just don't stick on him. Why is that? Doesn't make any sense. Teflon Don. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Got some more. She, she came prepared. <laughs> she is awake. <laughs> so what were, you, what were you trying to click on? I'm trying to find it, but there was an article that I saved earlier today that was about Beto and Beto? Beto. Beto. Beto? <laughs> Beto. Wait, say it again. <laughs> Beto. Okay. <laughs> I didn't change anything about what I said. I even said the thing you said. <laughs> I have one he- headphone and uh-huh. I feel like maybe I'm a little bit deaf in this ear or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's about like he's kind of a new leadership style and mm. um, something that like that other people could look to to be like, this is the kind of leadership that we need to get back to. Yep. And um, and that it could be exactly what Texas needs mm-hmm. in terms of... Because I don't think that he's... Like, whenever I watch videos of him, I don't think he's, like, super progressive. He's not, like, the Bernie Sanders of... Mm. Like, I think that there, there are a lot of crossover issues that people that are not as progressive could latch on to like when you hear him speak like you said he's sort of like the every man and yep. um like I, I think that he could be somebody that would be translatable to independents and republicans that they could just be like this guy seems to care to genuinely mm-hmm. care so he also uh there's a video of him kind of viral right now too of him skateboarding in the waterburger parking lot because <laughs> um, he, he used to be like in a punk band and he, what yeah yeah Holy so shit like back in his like teens and twenties, I guess he was like a punk rocker and like a skateboarder and stuff. And now he's just like grown up and he's doing his stuff. I'm not sure what he did before he was a congressman and now he's running for the Senate, but, um, it's like the real deal. It's not like a, it's like really like he's a good skateboarder. So he's just like cruising around like his like button down shirt, whatever in the water parking lot, which is like the most <laughs> Texas thing you can do. And so it's just like, he has like a good vibe to him. I, I feel so. That's cool. awesome. Well, I was going to say that uh, for the last name of O'Rourke, I don't think we're ready for an Irish president. But, mm. uh, you know, if, he, if he's going to be skateboarding through the, uh, the halls of the White House, maybe. <laughs> You're like, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, like, Beto is, like, uh, he's been, like, criticized for being, like, trying to make his name sound more, like, Hispanic because his name is Robert. Um, and, like, Ted Cruz is who he's going against. And Ted Cruz changed his name from Rafael to Ted. I know. Or like that's his middle name or whatever. And um, but Beto like posted this this uh, photo from when he was like four years old with him wearing a sweatshirt that said Beto, and he's like, I didn't just fucking change my ma- my name to get like elected. Like I'm I've always been Beto. Um, it's it's interesting the uh, the rhetoric that goes back and forth. And yeah. He's had well, like let's a be clean honest. campaign so far. So if if you share a name with a Ninja Turtle, you just keep that name. That's what I'm saying, right? DiCaprio gets it. Yeah. Right. He gets yeah. it. He didn't change his name. It's still, it's silly. Yeah. Ted. 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 <laughs> I feel like the more you say Ted, it's going to sound less and less like a word. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry to any Ted listeners out there. I'm just saying for him, he's a dick. And if your name's Ted, maybe you should change it to Raphael. Anyway. Oh, man. You know what? All of our Teddy Bear listeners are really feeling uh, it. We're going to get emails. No, we're not. Hey, uh, what we do were... you have against teddy bears? <laughs> <laughs> we 
<laughs> we were uh, recently in the toy aisle uh, for a child's birthday, and um, well, not for the birthday, buying a gift. We weren't like hanging out at the, the Walmart toy aisle for a birthday party, <laughs> but uh, we were like buying a gift for a child, and uh, Brandy and I, my wife, and uh, we we were kind of looking at the different things. And did you know that Teddy Ruxpin is back? I saw they brought him back. I saw that yeah. recently. Yeah, he looks different. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like he has a hangover all the time. But, you know. <laughs> Maybe he always did. Are you sure? Uh, 80s, you know yeah. what? You make a good point. I haven't seen the, uh, mm-hmm. the 80s Teddy Ruxpin in a, in it's been a while. It's been so. a bit. Does I, he still know. have like a cassette tape player in his back? That'd be interesting. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think he just has like a voice box yeah. in him. It's He's got an on. iPhone X that he just listens back? to his Spotify account on. Oh, wow. It's mm-hmm. a- the new Teddy Ruxpin in 2018 is $1,000. It's a glorified iPhone case. Right. <laughs> Holding it up. It has those like Velcro like hands uh-huh. where you can just like there put it around your head and your neck. It seems like such a, a young person thing to do. And, and they'll just be like, leave me alone, mom. I do what I want. This is how we listen to phone calls now, okay? And then if you get tired mid-call you can just lay down and it, it he's oh, a pillow he's take a, a little pillow. nap like you know it's like a pillow pet mm-hmm. but 2018 yeah in old school mm-hmm. but new school i like this yeah this is a good thing mm-hmm. also yeah. i do have to say that whenever you were like oh we were buying a child's toy i didn't even blink an eye that you and brandy were in a toy aisle oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah that just seems normal well, I, f- I figured if we were looking at, like, you know, cool toys, mm-hmm. that'd be one thing. But I feel like I had to explain why I was I came across a Teddy mm-hmm. Ruxpin. I'm not just lurking in the child's toy aisle. <laughs> I, we had just talked about Ninja Turtles, so I thought you were yeah. getting off of that. You were like, I was looking at the Ninja Turtles, seeing what was new. And I was like, sure, mm-hmm. as you do. And <laughs> Huh, still have just the four of them. Okay, all okay. right. Yeah. Just, just policing this. If but, I see a fifth one. But wasn't there a fifth one? There was. We just learned that. Wait, what? Did you listen to that episode? Uh, no, I was I was thinking about Pretty Little Liars. I know, I know. I was thinking about this earlier because we talked about this in this last episode that there is a black Ninja Turtle. Oh, that one. Okay. No, well, is I take it, it back. Well, there's there's, there's, there's actually a, a sixth sixth one. And there's the girl, right? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Venus de Milo, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, yeah. Wait, I did listen to this one because... Wait, is this the same conversation whenever we were talking about... Or you guys were talking about what color your thing would be yeah that was the that was the venus de milo one and then i said i would want mine to be black like a real ninja and you were like no you can't do that Mm -hmm. because there already is a black yep yeah yep so (laughs) (laughs) welcome to our life you can cut that out (laughs) no that has to stay in okay has to stay it's very important all right uh, any other thoughts on the wilderness before we move on? No, just listen to it. It's good. Not nah, man. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Are we married? <laughs> Are Clearly. We... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's move on to Tales from the Quarter Bin. Yes. Uh, the final edition for this excellent month of uh, Quamic Talk, uh, as suggested by one Mr. Stephen Fisher. Mm-hmm. Of all people, it was Stephen who suggested the comic month, That's right. not me. So I, I am a terrible human. All right. So um, this one, again, the quarter bin comics are uh, not something that's readily available digitally. You might have to scrounge around a little bit on, uh, at your local comic shop or online. If you choose to go online, I'd suggest 
my what is it? My comic shop? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're both like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so the comic uh, I've got today is an Archie comic, um, but it's, uh, again, not readily available. So um, there's uh, there's trouble brewing in Riverdale, guys. What? There's never tre- trouble. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, that's what makes this story... Unique. So there's a uh, a character that's escaped to Riverdale uh, as he's uh, a criminal. Uh, he goes by a few different names. Mel J, a.k.a. Montana Bob, a.k.a. Freckles, right? So he's fleeing from another part of the U.S. to Riverdale. Where is Riverdale? Exactly. So he goes to Riverdale. This guy looks almost exactly like Archie, except he has the buck teeth... Mm. which is a reference to the classic version of Archie. Um, And uh, he goes there, and um, he is trying to set up shop there as a a mob boss in Riverdale. Mm -hmm. But uh, he gets caught up in some some drama and uh, is eventually stopped. And uh, did I mention the, uh, the title of this comic book? No. Oh, okay. That's because it's... The Punisher meets Archie. <laughs> the crossover you didn't know existed or that you would want to read. So this is a, a uh, co-publication by Marvel Comics and Archie Comics, uh, written by Batten Lash uh, with Punisher art by John Buscema, who's a legendary Marvel uh, comics artist. Archie uh, art is by uh, Stan Goldberg, who's a uh, legendary Archie Comics artist. The whole thing is inked by Tom Palmer and uh, colored by Barry Grossman and lettered by Jack Morelli. And uh, holy shit, I've had this comic for several years. Uh, I finally read it over this past week and uh, had a blast reading it. This oh is so gosh. fucking bizarre. <laughs> um, it has two separate art styles, sometimes in the same page, sometimes in the same panel. Uh, we've got one artist drawing, yeah. drawing Archie, one art, uh, artist drawing the Punisher. Interesting. And uh, this is just a fucking crazy story. Um, <laughs> can the, you hold up a page so I can see what... It- Yes, yeah, I'm I'm going to find a a good page here, and I'll I'll post pics to the uh, LTAS Pod Twitter and Instagram accounts. But uh, there's this awesome uh, picture of uh, <laughs> the Punisher holding Archie at gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, man, it's just just uh, crazy. Um, so the Punisher is the one who is tracking uh, freckles from. Mm. Uh, wherever in the U.S. to uh, the train station where Freckles gets on a uh, a bus, goes to Riverdale, uh, meets up with the Lodges, uh, Hiram, and uh, is uh, taking Veronica out on, I guess, a date. Um, he's clearly an adult in this, <laughs> but uh, he's like, uh, yeah, go ahead and take my daughter to the sock hop mm-hmm. uh, because this is uh, Riverdale and that's what they do. They they call it throwbacky uh, and... and uh, Archie is wearing these, uh, like his bow tie, like his classic Archie kind mm-hmm. of outfit here. Um, and they, they call it throwbacky, but that's pretty much what Archie wears anyway mm-hmm. in, uh, in the, uh, classic comics. Um, wait, so but, can you yeah. tell me, is this after they had redesigned Archie? No, this is back from like 95, I okay. believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is <clears throat> 94. Sorry. Sorry. Whoa. Don't dox me, guys. Um, 
so yeah, this is this is old school as fuck, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's it's tr- <laughs> truly a fun read. <laughs> um, and we've got some. Uh, they end up in a a warehouse where there are inflatable um, uh, like parade, not floats, but the uh, like the big balloons, like in the Macy Day parade mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, we've got a. <laughs> ah. Got balloons of uh, Spider-Man, Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, nice. um, and then the Shield, which is an Archie superhero character. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, definitely <laughs> worth uh, reading if you can uh, track this comic down. Um, there's no actual like killing in this, but mm. uh, man, it's it's fucking good. Oh, here let me uh, let me find a picture of this uh, this fucking dopey freckles guy. Um, and it's weird too because like you think oh okay so he's going to pretend like he's Archie in all these scenarios yeah. and all of his friends are going to be fooled everybody picks up almost immediately he's like oh you have red oh he turned around okay yeah you're clearly not Archie <laughs> so I don't I almost don't even understand that but um, the Punisher gets briefly confused by it but then he's like oh yeah that's not you but uh, mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's oh what this guy <laughs> looks like so <laughs> man those eyebrows are clearly not working Archie. for him <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the Punisher meets Archie. There's also a version called Archie meets the Punisher. It's the same comic, whatever. Um, <laughs> check it out. Um, and, uh, there's the, uh, the awesome, uh, oh, Archie awesome. Punisher logo on that's the back funny. there. That's so. crazy. Get after it. Man, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, whenever we decided to do, uh, the, the comic month, mm-hmm. when you told me about it, I was like, there are two comics I have to try to wrangle yeah. into this whole topic thing. So that was one of them. Uh, and then the, the other one we'll talk about here in just a minute. But um, the floor is open for questions on uh, <laughs> The Punisher Meets Archie. <laughs> um, was it an important story? Um, yes, the entire landscape of both Marvel Comics and mm-hmm. Archie Comics changed after this. Oh, my God. Uh, no, there's almost no uh, fallout from this. <laughs> so they're like, it's a standalone thing. They're like, how do we get the people who buy Archie I know, you know. and the people who buy The Punisher to buy one single comic book? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cross it over. I don't think there's a, yeah. a whole lot of crossover um, <laughs> beyond this actual issue crossover. Um, there's like a the forward at the beginning. Uh, we've got two separate editors, the editor from Archie and... Uh, the editor from Marvel at the time talking about it, and it was kind of like a running joke, like the most wholesome comic book character yeah. of all time, Archie, <laughs> meeting with the Punisher, who just kills people left and right, you know, uh, criminals. It's a, it's a good mashup, yeah, for that yeah. reason, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. give me some background on the Punisher, because I don't really know that much about mm-hmm. him. There you go, that's a good question. Okay, so the Punisher, a.k.a. Frank Castle, uh, his family uh, was murdered, uh, it was like a, a hit. Um, his his wife and two kids, and uh, he was a in the Marines. He came back. Wait. From. Is the Punisher in Deadpool? No, he's in Daredevil season two. Who's in Deadpool? Cable. Dead. Cable. Deadpool. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> De- Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but you do. <laughs> his his family died. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking it was the same person, but it's fine. Carry on. Oh yeah. So, uh, anyways, (laughs) because he's a a trained Marine, after his family dies, he decides to wage a war on criminality, and uh, it kind of goes back and forth on on what he will kill people for, like, 
there's some versions where he's like, what are you, a fucking jaywalker? You know, <laughs> just <laughs> take your ass off. out. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, n- normally he, he targets violent criminals okay. or uh, people that prey on so the So he's a vigilante. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a skull on his chest, so he's not fucking around. <laughs> so, so you know he is. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, so if you want to be a vigilante, get a skull. Well, it's a good, it's a good start. Okay. For sure. People just so know. people know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he's got kind of a costume, but it's also like a bulletproof vest. Yeah. But it's designy, so it's it stands out. People are like, oh, shit, it's the Punisher looking fresh, and then he's dead. <laughs> That's generally what they say in the comic. Mm-hmm. Looking yeah. fresh. Looking bam. fresh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I can't remember if we've talked about him before. Um, are you a fan of the Punisher? Uh, I am. I don't necessarily read every comic uh, series that he's in, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, like the, the character in general. Mm-hmm. Is he in his own world? Is he in the Marvel world? Is he, like, what universe is he in? Yeah, he's a Marvel Comics character. He's in, technically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's in, um, like, Daredevil, like the next uh, Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have to start watching yeah. those again. Yeah. Daredevil is really good, and I, I would love to watch the second one, second season for that, and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. Jessica Jones, we need to watch the second season yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. That one is really good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only uh, Daredevil that I know is Thomas Jane. Um, uh, you mean Punisher? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, because we said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punisher I know is Thomas Jane from that like original movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember being very good. Uh, and so like that's the only one I have. And then there's, there's that other one, uh, Punisher Warzone, that came oh, out. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I know from that was um, the director, who was female as well, uh, she was on... Some show, I think it was um, How Did This Get Made or something like mm-hmm. that. And they yeah, she she actually got to guest host yeah. her own. Oh own yeah, it was version. okay. Yeah. It was that one? Yeah, it was. Uh, and uh, Mantzukas was off there too. So mm-hmm. it was uh, Paul Shear and Patton Oswalt talking to oh, Alexi yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. And that was a good episode. It was. But I was, was like great. that movie never seemed intriguing to me. I didn't hear really good things. Did and then, she? Was she like railing on it, or was she defending it, or? I think she kind of defended she, it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She she had stuff that she was like going for. Like the yeah. the movie is to quote Jason Manzukas, bonkers. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's like a fun, violent movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen it one time, but you have to watch it within that specific context to to under yeah. understand what she was going for. But yeah, I mean the, the stuff that she was was going for was uh, uh, just like bizarre deaths. And yeah. uh, there's one guy who's like, <laughs> there's like some, I think there's like some parkour people in this mm. um, because that was the the big thing back in the day. Yeah. And uh, that didn't seem to fit was, the Punisher the, to me, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the time, I guess. I mean, like he, he wasn't doing it, <laughs> yeah. but some of the like henchmen were. Uh-huh. And uh, there's this one guy who was like jumping in between buildings. And as he was doing it, the Punisher like fires a grenade or whatever at him. And this guy <laughs> explodes like mid leap. And it is insane. <laughs> And I don't mean like just his head, exp- like his entire body just disintegrates. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I don't, I, since I haven't seen it, I don't remember like a good reference like that. But like it always seemed like she seemed to like want to go for those crazy deaths. Like, what if we mm-hmm. just shot a bazooka at someone's crotch? Like, it's like yeah. something like that absurd. But she's like leaning into that, so it's like yeah, it's absurd. But I don't think it would go wanted. well. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Probably not. It's probably good. Probably should avoid that. Yeah. I mean, in general, I try to avoid bazookas to the crotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when you go to a restaurant, they're like, 
do you want you know, flat water or, you know, uh, carbonated? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, you know, you make your choice. And they're like, bazooka to the crotch or no. And you're like, hmm, mm. what year is it? It's like, it's a, it's a vintage, uh, you know, 2004. It's like, I don't know if that's vintage technically, but yeah. you know what? I'm just going to pass yeah. on the crotch bazooka. It's cool. Yeah. Cake? Maybe next time. Or death. Or bazooka. <laughs> I think you were just going to say yeah. cake. Yeah. Like, man wants cake. No. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to move on to our main topics? I do, very much so. Excellent. Very much so. I'm so, excited to talk about these. This will be fun. I haven't discussed any of this with either of you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So um, we'll start with the other comic that I was very much trying to wedge into this month, which is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> issue number 20. It's like a weird issue to throw in there. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a zero or number one issue, but uh, I feel like this is a standalone issue um, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, for the yes. series. I and, have and questions. It helps, helps set the tone for the, the series in full. Um, now, this issue is written by Kyle Higgins, illustrated by Daniele Di Nic- I can't, <laughs> I can't pronounce it by looking You're at it. You're nailing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicuolo, I believe is how it's Whoa. pronounced. Um, colors by Walter uh, Bayamante and uh, letters by Ed Dukeshire. Uh, and then there's a, a backup story with Squat and Babu, but we're not going to worry about that. That's just two pages. Yeah, Amanda got uh, to that. And she was like, I'm confused. It said to be continued, and now I'll just keep going. And I, I don't know if this is the same. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they do that. I get confused by those two. Yeah. Just don't I was this like, comic book I, is a lie. Can I go to another comic? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a story about the Power Rangers of 1969. Mm-hmm. And uh, this comic series is kind of set mm-hmm. in the continuity of the show there's a certain point where it diverges from the actual television show itself uh in the main series we don't have to get into all that but for all intents and purposes this is the team uh or one of the teams that was selected to defend the earth before the actual like television show started um before we get into the comic uh what is uh the experience of each of you for Mm -hmm. the power rangers amanda we'll start with you um, I would say that most of it was the 90s show. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's most of my basis. I don't, I think I read some comics of the Power Rangers as a kid, but I'm trying to like differentiate it from the show and what like stands out in my memory is like the cheesy 90s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You and like I really show? wanted to be the pink Power mm-hmm. Ranger. First of all, she was hot. Mm-hmm. Second I was about to say it, but I didn't want to objectify. But of course I would have. <laughs> but since you did it, I can totally do it. She was hot, but I do. Was she annoying? Was she annoying so. sometimes? Uh-uh. Or was she I cool? Don't, I don't no. think so. I mean, if, if anything was annoying about the show, it's just like the, the acting in general right. on Power Rangers is bad. But she was like one of the, the better actors. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I think I might have brought this up before. <laughs> potentially in the show, but uh, I always think back, Amanda and I took Latin in high school, and our Latin teacher would talk about that show, and she was like, oh, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, fucking slut. She wouldn't say fucking, she would say slut, though. She'd be like, she was a slut, and we'd be like, what? what? And she was like, yeah, she's always been going off with Jason, going off with Tommy, did all stuff. <laughs> she never went off with Jason. <laughs> what the fuck? You seem like, so offended right now. It's like, I remember specifically she yeah. did not go off with Jason. Yeah, that was no. Come on now. She basically there was no was like, romantic tension between those two. She's flicking her ponytail back and forth, you know, trying to get these boys. Just total slut. 
Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so funny that she had like such an opinion about it. <laughs> When we were she's, in high school, no less. Like, yeah, she's like it. writing fan fiction <laughs> between uh, Jason and Kimberly. Maybe that's what she read online or something like that at the time. And Wouldn't that be amazing it. if we found out, like, years later mm. that Dea wrote, like, volumes and volumes of fan <laughs> fiction? <laughs> Especially for form. that time, because it debuted in, like, 93, 94. Mm, yeah. So she would have had to fire up her AOL and go to, like, a I very specific, <laughs> like, <laughs> message board. Chat room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, wow. Yeah, All she right. had a strong opinion about it. That also, brand I, I guess not so. Share. Also, to this day, I can hear... Alpha five. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Steven, what about you? Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite power ranger? Uh, I don't know if I had a favorite. I would definitely, was a huge fan of the show. And I, I remember like distinctly discussing that show after it aired, like every day, at, uh, like at lunch or, you know, like the next week or whatever, like we'd always just like talk about it at lunch. Um, like in elementary school, I remember that like so vividly and everybody was like so into it, like instantly. Um, from what I recall, but, uh, I liked, I, I've always been, a kind of attracted to just like the leaders of the group. Same thing with like, um, like Leonardo, like the way he like kind of leads the group for, um, the Ninja Turtles and stuff. Like Jason always, I kind of, I kind of dug. And then, um, I really liked the storyline of Tommy and the Green Ranger and he's like bad. And it was, at first it was like, oh my God, there's a bad Ranger. And mm-hmm. then he's like, he was like brainwashed or something into doing that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then he becomes the white ranger and it's like this like fun thing or whatever. Oh um, yeah, there was a white ranger. I always liked him. And he was like the one that really seemed like, like he's an MMA fighter now or was for a little bit. Like he seems like he actually yeah. um, knows his shit more maybe than the rest of them. Um, and I was really into karate when I was a kid and, uh, and like martial arts movies and stuff. So I kind of dug that. So maybe him, I guess overall. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, have you seen modern images of, yeah. of uh, Tommy, of Jason David Frank? He's like uh, like tattooed and stuff. Yeah, he's ripped as fuck, and then yeah. he's just tatted up. So whenever he shows up on Power Rangers, like now, if he has like guest appearances or whatever, he has to be like fully covered, <laughs> and then have like makeup all over his like arms and hands and shit. But um, yeah, it's funny because like uh, uh, he lives in Texas as well. Oh, so okay. Texas is a very small state, so I'm sure you'll run into him at some point. Always, yeah, probably. <laughs> And uh, he also, on his one of his forearms, I think his left forearm, uh, he's religious. And on his mm. forearm, it said, uh, or it says, Jesus didn't tap. And to oh. me, I'm like, but he couldn't. <laughs> because he, that is so weird. What? That and it, is... the T is like a cross. Oh. Yeah. That seems very in poor taste. It really does. <laughs> it seems so weird. Like, that it that's... seems almost mocking. <laughs> Like, I, I would be like, is he religious or? Yeah. Well, th- you know, tapping in the form of uh, like MMA fighting. No, like I, you tap I whenever you it. give up, right? <laughs> but like, it, but... It, it's like, it's saying Jesus didn't give up, so neither will I. But also like, very specifically, Jesus's hand was, was like pierced and he literally couldn't tap. So maybe he was trying to yeah, and he just couldn't, weird... you know? And now we're having this conversation because he made mm-hmm. us, and I've never thought about that before, and now it's, like, really yeah. weird. Right. <laughs> Super strange. <laughs> I remember, uh, me specifically, I remember the Green Ranger being my favorite as I was younger, uh-huh. and then um, <clears throat> by the time he became the, the White Ranger, I was like, hmm, this is, this is strange, because all hmm. of a sudden he was made leader of the Power Rangers, yeah. and Jason got put to the, uh, to the back, which is, it's weird. He just, 
imagine if like you change your color shirt and then you are now the leader of whatever group you're a part of. <laughs> you're like, oh, OK. Jason's like, wait, what? Yeah. Jason had been there the entire time. Tommy was missing for uh, the beginning and then like middle chunk uh-huh. of his time as a ranger. And then he's brought back. He's like, hey, I'm almost just freshly new to this again. And uh, also, I'm the leader now, so... Yeah, all right. strange. Guys, I have a talking sword, so <laughs> just follow me. <laughs> and they're like, he's got a talking sword, guys. Like, we should follow him. It's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah. It's interesting. I was going to say, too... Um, I haven't seen it in uh, years now, but uh, besides the show, the first movie, the I think it was just Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I legit liked that at least up until like college because I used to watch that uh, when I worked at the video store at Reesers. <laughs> I used to put it on all the time. And it was like, I really dug that movie. And I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to watch it again. Um, and I've never gotten into the rest of like the, the different shows where they have like different like, incarnations of their suits and stuff. Um, my nephew, Bailey, when he was growing up, he was into a lot of the different... I thought it was cool, like, he was into it as a kid whenever we had been into it as kids, but he was, like, into, like, Turbo, I think, uh, for a while, and I was like, Ugh. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of stuff I didn't really care for or whatever, but uh, I think it's cool that it's, like, lasted this long, too, so... I was going to say, this is actually the 25th anniversary of Ooh, wow. the wow. Power Rangers franchise, so... Um, Crazy. That's crazy. Like yeah. they, it continues mm-hmm. to air like every every year. It's changed um, like studios before. Mm-hmm. Like it was on. Um, it's produced by Saban, mm-hmm. but um, at a certain point, it, the rights were sold to Disney, and mm-hmm. then Nickelodeon, and then Hasbro bought them oh, recently, okay. like at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I'm it's sure the same episodes or what? Or they're producing? No, new. like they they make new series. So oh. they have like every like every new season essentially they cast new rangers and they have mm. new costumes and zords and all all of that stuff so but they're all kind of like interconnected mm-hmm. like there um there's a tradition of um the power rangers from the last season crossing over with the power rangers of the current season mm. and they battle some monsters and shit and then once that season's over those become the old rangers that guest star in the new season interesting and so on and so forth. It's so. like they've really broken it down into like a formula now. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they really have. They really have. Um, and there was actually some uh, some news about the Power Rangers this week. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, the Power Ranger who gave their kid up for adoption? No. What? Oh, evidently, it was orphan time. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, um, How long were you waiting to say that? I wrote that joke two weeks ago, and I <laughs> I saved it in my phone for this conversation. That was Worth fantastic. It. <laughs> Worth it. All right. So let's talk about the issue, shall we? So Wait, I want to get your... What's your history? Oh, um, I liked the Green Ranger uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger uh, because Jason David Frank is uh, weirdly religious. <laughs> uh, I kind of fell off that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I've got a tie between uh, Jason, the Red Ranger, mm-hmm. and then uh, from reading the Boom Studios era comics here, mm-hmm. I've uh, got a uh, another tie for first, which is Trini, the Yellow Ranger, because uh-huh. she's uh, really the, the heart of the team. And I just bought a uh, Funko Pop of her. Nice. And uh, she's just adorable with her little uh, saber-tooth tiger uh, helmet there. Mm-hmm. And uh, may Trini watch over us all. <laughs> Okay, so I do have a question. Yeah. 
I don't remember this, but when we were, and tell me if I'm skipping ahead or whatever, but Mm -hmm. in this issue, yeah, they do like a synopsis of their, they're explaining to the, who will be the new Rangers, where their power comes from. And it says the power Rangers are designed to be an elite team of warriors channel channeling the power of the ancient dinosaurs to defend the world from forces of evil. And mm-hmm. I, I literally was like, I'm sorry, did I black out like during that part of the show? Is that is that canon? Well, it's uh, it's made canon now because like when you're a kid, you're just like, these superheroes look like dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's just go for <laughs> yeah. it. Like they never really explained it. Um, just to like set up the Power Rangers franchise, it's adapted from Japanese footage, like mm-hmm. a lot of the, the costume uh, stuff is. And they just take the, the costume footage and then merge it with, you know, American actors, you know, doing the, the roles. Um, like in a, uh, most of the Japanese, what's called a Super Sentai footage, um, they, the Yellow Ranger is a male, but in the American version of it, most of the time the Yellow Ranger is a female. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just don't, don't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the original, like, Japanese like Sentai version of this version of the Power Rangers where they're all like dressed up like dinosaur characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it took place in like in that era in like millions of years ago BC, evidently. Hmm. And eventually, uh, those those characters like Captain America, their way to the future, like they're in like some suspended animation or uh-huh. whatever, make their way to the future, and then they they defend the planet that way. So I guess that's why they look like dinosaurs and saber tooth tiger and the mammoth and everything mm. that's that's kind of the theme okay. um for for the purposes of the series they're just like uh you have dinosaur powers because that's what they look like so anyway let's move <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> i was literally reading and i was like wait what i was like yeah. i don't remember that but i'm digging it yeah cool yeah that. it also, just kind of gives you a a, a quick like it, it, it's almost a throwaway line, but it's something mm-hmm. that's like, uh, the dinosaurs are strong. You could be strong too. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it totally makes sense why you like the Power Rangers too. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it until, I mean, obviously there's Zords and stuff for like dinosaurs, or whatever. But until he mm-hmm. said that, I was like, oh, it's dinosaurs and superpowers and superpowers that apparently came from ancient dinosaurs. Of course, Brett likes yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Like that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yep. What's not to like, you know? Exactly. So, um, the, the issue it essentially is um, setting up the, the Power Rangers team from, again, 1969 um, and describes one mission, um, which is to, um, there's a, a, a character called the, the Green Psycho Ranger that's from later in, in Power Rangers lore um, that's awoken. And because that threat was awoken by the, the um, uh, Neil Armstrong, mm. thanks, Neil. You're fucking it up for everyone. Seriously. There has to be a ranger team formed to to stop them. So Zordon picks just five random people, uh, people who don't know each other. Um, and uh, on the opening page here, we see a, a shot of each of them. Now, the, the rangers are, uh, because they don't know each other, they don't know how to communicate uh, or work together as a team. They barely know each other's names. And at the end of the story, there are only two surviving rangers because uh, spoilers three of them 
get fucking killed, <laughs> which is uh, not something that you would necessarily see on the uh, the TV show. So you can already tell the, the tone is darker. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they really went there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the general story of it. Uh, the main character who becomes the Red Ranger, which is uh, Grace. Um, shit, I can't remember her, her last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Grace, she becomes the, the Red Ranger. Um, and there's really only been one female Red Ranger from uh, Power Rangers lore, but I like that, uh, that she was picked. Anyway, she, in the main series, um, in the present time, she becomes a, a major character um, hmm. in the series. That's cool. So this is kind of flashing back to tell her her story. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on any of these five characters that were chosen? Uh, I thought it was interesting, um, again, since, like, Amanda and I got this, uh, like, as, like, a one issue, basically. So it's, like, I don't mm-hmm. know the context of the rest of the comic or whatever, but, um, you know, versus the TV show, I was like, oh, so the TV show, they picked five teenagers that, like, all go to the same school. Mm-hmm. And this is like people from all over the mm-hmm. fucking world. And I was like, it seems more accurate that you would probably choose the best people around the world mm-hmm. than five teenagers at one like California high school or whatever. Um, but I didn't know like for the other teams that have been involved since I don't watch any of the other shows or read any of the other comics is like what's more normal, I guess. Are they, do they usually know each other? Um, it varies. Uh, for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like you said, yeah, they did. But on some subsequent seasons, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Sometimes it's just like, just random people get together and mm-hmm. they just happen upon the powers, but um, they instantly know how to work together and all that shit because it's a, <laughs> a television show for children. Sure. Um, but for this, they were they're trying to make the point that, and they mention it later in the issue where um, uh, the 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 guy who went to Vietnam he was talking about how mm-hmm. none of us knew each other. We didn't know how to properly communicate on the battlefield, and now three of us are are dead. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably weighed in on Jordan's oh, yeah. decision to pick at least you know five friends mm-hmm. um, to to make them uh, the Rangers. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I liked the main character. I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, now mm-hmm. knowing that she has like she plays a big role yeah, in that's the cool. comics. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if this was just like a one-off of these characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, It's definitely a one-off for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of feel like, uh, again, your point stands. I think that's probably better. But I was thinking, um, man, like the, those teenagers really held their own. They, they lasted like a long time. Yeah. These mm-hmm. fucking guys died in the first, <laughs> <laughs> first mission. Right? Not very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked that she was... A female astronaut, and that I, I liked the idea of it being in the '60s, right? And that mm-hmm. she's talking to her friend at the beginning, and he's like, "You'll get there, you know, like it'll happen for you." And she's like, "I'm glad that you think that." Like she's very downtrodden about it. She doesn't think she'll ever actually get to space, and mm-hmm. then, you know, dinosaur powers and whatnot. Then mm-hmm. she goes to space, but. I just I thought it was cool that she was like the leader of the group that she mm-hmm. was the Red yeah. Ranger because I always remembered the Red Ranger being like a very like masculine guy and so yeah. I thought it was cool that they made that change. I also thought it was very funny that um, the Pink Ranger was a guy. Yes, that's that's my favorite part yeah. of this this whole issue. Yeah, and he's like, "What the?" Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a shot, and we'll again post this to uh, the the Twitter and Instagram accounts. But there's a shot of the uh, 
the five characters being transformed and kind of how they relate to each other. And uh, one thing that's of note is they're not necessarily like the civilian characters aren't necessarily color coordinated with their ranger colors. Like a couple of them are, but not necessarily all of them. But uh, yeah, Grace is the red ranger. The other female ranger is uh, British and also the black ranger, which is something that hasn't happened in the show Mm. uh, to my knowledge. Um, And then uh, we've got uh, Nikolai, the Russian, uh, who later uh, would have went on to uh, rig the election, given the chance. Uh, he didn't make it that far. Spoilers. Um, and then we've got uh, the um, man. I can't pronounce his name properly. I've never seen this name before in my life until I read this book. But it's like, uh, I don't know. That's not even on my screen. I'm not even going to try. But uh, um, he is uh, the Vietnam vet. He becomes the Yellow Ranger. So we have a, mm-hmm. a male version of the uh, the Yellow Ranger. And then, uh, yeah, Daniel is the uh, the Pink Ranger. And uh, his reaction to that is pink. Really? I'm pink? Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. It's funny, like, the way it's drawn and stuff, yeah. Is it Tarona? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. Tarona, I, yeah. I've, I've never seen that name before in my life. Yeah. Is that oh, a yeah. common name? I don't know. It's, oh. like, Tarona, Washington, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've heard of that, <laughs> that town. <laughs> Interesting. The, uh, the rangers, they, uh, they make it to the moon, and, uh, man... Another one of my favorite shots is um, the uh, the Black Ranger says, Grace, are you okay? Mm. And uh, she's knelt down and uh, touching part of the moon. She picks up some sand. Then it cuts to a shot of her, um, like the visor of her mm. helmet is translucent. And you can see that Grace is crying in there. And she says, yes, I certainly am, which is awesome because that's all she's wanted to do. She works as a secretary over at NASADA, which is like a stand-in mm. for NASA. And um, she she's finally on the moon where she wanted to be. What could go wrong from here? Nothing. Yep. <laughs> so they all survive and they go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, no, three of them day. three of them die pretty quickly. Um, this is just a, a twenty page issue, and mm. uh, there's a lot crammed in here. But uh, Nikolai the Russian, obviously an asshole. Um, yeah. Thinks he knows sorry. best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he asked about the voting machines, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to run off and uh, go track down this green Psycho Ranger and uh, and kill him. Um, but uh, the Psycho Ranger uh, sneaks up on them, uh, both he and the Black Ranger, and uh, starts kicking their asses almost immediately. Um, and then the, uh, the Pink and Yellow Rangers um, start bickering about uh, Vietnam and what they were doing over there <laughs> and uh, get interrupted by a, a distress call from uh, the other two rangers. And uh, yeah, so uh, we see the uh, Green Psycho Ranger pick up a giant moon boulder and uh, just destroy the uh, the Black Ranger by crushing her with said boulder. When I um, saw that, I was like, oh, because my history of the show, I was like, oh, she'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. And it was like, oh, no, she crushed. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. Yep. Yep. And then another thing of note is um, the next victim is the the pink ranger, which is Daniel. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, smush punched in the face. Yep. Uh, he like gets face palmed, and yep. uh, his visor actually gets broken, which is something that doesn't happen too often on the, uh, the Power Rangers series. And uh, he, <laughs> the other ranger tried to help him, and uh, he they get stopped, so he just suffocates to death, and uh, that's the end of him. It's um, a bad way to go, man. Yeah, so that leaves the three primary colored rangers uh, who form the uh, the power blaster cannon thing. Mm. And um, they think they kill the the green ranger. Um, 
that's not the case. He has a second form, which is a monster. And uh, they find this uh, this cannon on the moon by what would eventually become Rita Repulsa's palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Russian takes it upon himself uh, to take the cannon, leap into the monster's guts, and uh, explode him from there, killing himself in the process. So, again, that leaves uh, Grace Sterling and Tarona Washington, uh, beautiful this time of the year, um, as the survivors. <laughs> they go the back to the needle. command center. <laughs> Do what? You can see the space needle. Right. <laughs> That's important, Stephen. Come on. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so they go back to the command center and uh, let Zordon have it. And uh, that's where Tarona mentions that um, uh, none of us knew each other or what we're doing, uh, how our powers work or what was really or what we were really dealing with. So now three of them are dead. And Zordon's like, you know what? My bad. Yeah, Guys, he really is. Sorry. I'm really I'm willing to take this on. <laughs> This responsibility on myself, my bad, y'all. So there's not much more to it, yeah. Yeah. So then Grace and uh, and Tarona are like, well, at least we have these powers. We can end the Vietnam War and we'll help the world. And then Zordon's like, hold up, fam. Uh, I'm taking those powers back because the extraterrestrial threat is gone and we don't interfere in the uh, in the affairs of mankind. So then they just get to leave. And uh, at the very end of the issue, we see that Grace has stolen the Green Psycho Ranger's dagger, and mm. uh, that's something that plays uh, is it's touched upon later in the uh, the series itself. I was she wants but, her uh, dinosaur yeah. powers. She wants to keep them. She doesn't want them taken away. She wants to go back to the moon. She, maybe she just wanted a souvenir, you know. So many reasons. <laughs> it plays mm-hmm. a big role later on when it's on her shelf. That's it. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's there's a six issue arc devoted to her shelf, her trophy room. <laughs> I did think it was funny because um, as they were dying and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is really happening. They're really dying, and then they're mm-hmm. just like, we were not prepared for this. And then they go and like rail against Zordon, and he's just like, my bad. I was like, no, but you really told them like nothing. Like yeah. you didn't even tell them how to morph. Like you literally just gave them the thing, and you're like, it's morphin' time. And they were like, what? It's morphin' time? And they changed. You didn't even give them instructions at all. And then all. they're like, we're on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you probably should tell them a little bit more about what's going on here. What more could he do? I mean, he just woke up. Like, he, he was like, a, he was napping. He was tired. He got woken up by his alarm, mm. right? And then he's like, oh, fuck. All right. Uh, team. Gotta alpha. get a team. Uh, get a team together. <laughs> some shit. Uh, put, 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 put some coffee on. Tell him the bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, just let him get out there. And they'll probably, it'll probably work out. It might, uh, whatever, it'll be fine. They won't die. They're on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. Go save the world. <laughs> I'll give you three panels to tell you. Look, there are five of you. There's one one other guy, you know? Yeah. That's fine. You'll be fine. You should be able to get him. Fine. Yeah. You should be able to, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Amanda, what, what did you think uh, of this comic? I liked it. I liked, um, I liked the art. Mm-hmm. The colors were really cool. Yes. Yeah, like, I like this one thing whenever, I don't, I don't know what you called it, whenever they got that like blast to uh, shoot the Psycho Green Ranger or whatever. Mm-hmm. With, um, there's like this cool drawing with like it, like the lights like spinning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yep. It's like cotton candy color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt the story was like a bit rushed. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's um, like a criticism I should give or whatever, but it just felt sort of like, um, so we found you guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you these powers. going to take you to the moon. Three of you guys are going to die. And I'm just going to be like, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I liked the backstory on the Red Ranger, and I liked the um, the villain was quite impressive. He became like mm-hmm. very large and fiery. He kind of reminds me of the um, fire thing in Moana. Oh yeah, yeah. But although she was a girl mountain, and he's like a green goblin looking thing, but you know, pretty much the same. But not the green goblin. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, yeah. I dug it too. Um, I I thought I'm I'm curious what you think about the rest of this series or whatever. Like where I if I should like start over, I guess at uh, issue one or whatever. But um, I I it's funny like. I really kind of found out you were so into the Power Rangers from the podcast. Um, I don't remember mm-hmm. really talking about it before then, and that you like kept up with the comics and stuff. And I forgot kind of how much I used to like them, and now it was kind of interesting to read the comic again. Yeah, and that, uh, that's how it. Yeah, that's how it was for me. Like I, I really didn't think about the Power Rangers. I, I probably spent maybe like between sixteen and forty-seven hours a week thinking about the Power Rangers before mm-hmm. the, the new series started. Now it's really <laughs> like it's it's like a full-time position. Oh yeah, right? totally. So you quit um, your job, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't much, have time to think about it otherwise. It's pretty much Power Rangers, and then the rest of the time is filled in with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, it, mm. it, you know the. It ebbs and flows. It, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, this this uh, series kind of reignited all of that mm-hmm. for me. And yeah, right. um, the uh, Kyle Higgins has been the like the essentially the the showrunner of the series mm-hmm. um, since it came back to comics. And uh, his finale issue, his last issue on the series, actually comes out tomorrow. Oh, and uh, holy shit, it's like built to this massive thing where. These different rangers from different time periods are all like showing up and in, inside the mm. main series, dude. Cool. It's fucking awesome. I'd I'd love to go back and discuss the series, yeah, yeah uh, right from on. the beginning because uh, they're only on like issue thirty five or whatever. Okay, and uh, yes, I don't, I don't think it's it's too daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have the full series read all next week <laughs> to discuss. <laughs> so where no. since this one's like a in nineteen sixty nine, is this issue like a flashback basically in the it rest is. of the series? And yes, yeah. When does the rest of the series take place? Uh, just present day, essentially. Okay. Like it's um, the the series starts just after the the Green with Evil um, five parter is over. So after Tommy mm-hmm. is the Evil Ranger, and then they kind of break that curse, and he becomes a good guy, is where mm-hmm. that series starts, and it goes from there. But it it kind of diverges from the the show. Um, so it's, and it's like in those characters, though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's the the original five Rangers plus plus mm-hmm. Tommy and. Cool. Um, yeah, they, they really do their own thing, and they can get more introspective on the characters. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, right on. I would I would yeah. totally go back and read that because um, this kind of it's it's good. Like I like I said, I want to watch that movie again. Uh, which I'm just saying, you guys are coming down to Texas. Uh, maybe maybe we can do that. But uh, look, I, I will be three hundred percent honest with you. I've I continuously looked for that movie to be available on iTunes oh, yeah? or streaming anywhere. I can't find it. Uh, it's it's like it's interesting just taken off of the planet hmm. i literally so whenever back in the day whenever uh i worked at the video store i think we had the vhs copy so uh <laughs> i haven't seen it since then i don't think i've ever seen that on dvd so yeah yeah interesting same. man and i don't i don't pirate stuff honestly so i don't i don't even mm-hmm. know where to look or like how to get something like that that's like not available anywhere i'm like i'm shit out of luck if it's not streaming basically you know well look it's it's the 25th anniversary of the power rangers we still yeah. have a few 
few months left in the year. And then also Hasbro has mm. the license now and they will license fucking anything. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> that movie will come back out pretty I mean, you soon. Think, if anything, like that, uh, like shout factory that like does like limited mm-hmm. editions of movies that people want, but like, you know, not like general public is not going to pay like a whole lot for whatever, like something out there you'd think would be able to release it. The, so. They do a lot of power ranger releases as well. Oh, yeah. Shout factory does. Oh, okay, and cool. they do a lot of the original like Sentai, um, like mm-hmm. Japanese uh, versions of the show releases as well. But have you ever uh, seen I, those? Uh, no, I haven't. But mm. I, I did go to Shout Factory's website earlier this week and, uh, <laughs> and attempt to uh, <laughs> to track down some of them. They, there's like uh, I guess they stream like a whole series at a time on uh-huh. that uh, on that service, which uh, okay. is new to me. So yeah. I don't know. I might uh, might try that. Depends on how much time I've got left to devote to Ninja sure. Turtles and dinosaurs. Like because I do have I have quotas I have to meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, know. you do need to devote some time to like, I don't know, your like wife and dogs. Who? Yep. Oh, dogs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell Brady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would totally dig this. Uh, and I'm, that's upsetting. We can't find the movie. I'll have to see what we can do about that. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this one specifically? This comic? Uh-huh. I liked it. Yeah. I Merrick said that. Because <laughs> I said it would get me into the reading the comic. Amanda, welcome to the show. (laughs) It's good to have you here. I mean, you said you liked it, and then you went off on to other things, so you didn't, like, go into at all what you liked about the comic. Fair enough. Fair enough. I clearly said that I would, like, I liked it enough to read the rest of it. I thought that was, like, suffice that I would, that I liked it. I talked about the colors. and The colors are good. The drawings are good. I, I'm intrigued by this story, uh, again, because I had to, like, ask if it was, like, a flashback or whatever, how that works and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would be intrigued to read this in the greater context now, but I'm glad that you suggested this one because that was – it's a good, like, one-off. It's easy, and then uh, it got me intrigued enough to, to read the rest. So I don't know yep. if the podcast brings out the bickering <laughs> in us or yeah, just totally makes bigger, it really. more apparent. I think it, well, it's fun. It's fun on the podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the, the main book at hand, which is Archie, the reboot, uh, or the rebooted series from 2015. Uh, this is volume one, uh, which is the first six issues of the Archie series. And then uh, also, for some reason, uh, a full issue of Jughead number mm-hmm. one at the very back of it. Yeah, that was weird. Just kind of randomly thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So they just want you to read that series as well, but... Uh, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if I would read that. Archie was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So um, in this series, it's essentially like a starting fresh from for the Archie comics series, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we get to meet Archie for the first time, and uh, he's uh, actually all the characters have a, a style upgrade, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's come to be known as Hot Archie. So <laughs> uh, to the the that. comic reading public. So, uh, yeah, this is it just kind of resetting up the, the characters, the relationships, uh, introducing some quote-unquote new characters like Veronica, uh, who comes in about midway through the series, and, uh, yeah, setting up their interworking relationships and, mm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a whole lot to get into uh, plot-wise on this. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. We, we do know that uh, Archie and Betty uh, 
were a couple since they were in elementary school. And then by the time the series starts, they had recently broken up over something called the lipstick incident. And uh, we find out what that is later later in the series. But um, the first three issues of this are drawn by Fiona Staples, who mm-hmm. drew uh, or fully illustrated the uh, uh, saga that we talked mm-hmm. about last yeah. week. Really uh, on this one, too. Yeah. yeah, on this one, she just did the the line art. Um, and then uh, Annie Wu comes in on issue four. Veronica Fish uh, does the, the line art on issues five and six. The whole story is written by Mark Wade, who's a, uh, a longtime comic uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a, a big deal when this, this series was being relaunched uh, after the devilish issue 666, yeah. um, where, where she sells his soul to the, uh, the Dark Lord <laughs> Satan. Um, and then uh, coloring Nobody by... Nobody saw it coming. No, no. <laughs> coloring by Andre, oh boy, Zizminowicz with uh, Jin Vaughn. Jin Vaughn is a, I can pronounce that one, lettering by <laughs> Jack Morelli again, uh, who mm-hmm. lettered yeah. the uh, Punisher versus Archie series. I knew I knew that so, name. That's funny, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What uh, What were your thoughts on uh, on this series? Uh, can because, I ask a general comics question first? Sure. So whenever it says art by... Uh-huh. She does all of the actual, like, design of it, but then somebody else comes behind her and does all the coloring, so she's just doing all the line art. Yeah, in, in the series in particular. So, yeah, on, on most comics, you've got a guy, like on, on the Avengers, when we talk about that, we've got, uh, typically you have a guy who draws everything in pencil, then you've got a, a separate guy, uh, guy or gal, mm-hmm. or non gender bind you have a person who draws things in pencil <laughs> and you have a, <laughs> a second person who comes through and inks it then you have a, another person who comes through colors it and then a, another person who does the lettering so everything that shows up on the page is typically its own individual step um in this case uh, fiona staples does her own inking essentially mm-hmm. so uh and she was like the lead artist on this so she was the one who really went back and redesigned these characters mm-hmm. from the the older versions like the the images I showed you earlier where Archie has a bow tie and that weird like yeah. sweater vest looking thing mm-hmm. and, and plaid pants and everything. Um, they, they just updated the style. And that was one of the things I wanted to mention um, when we were talking about um, the, the Netflix movie from earlier, um, the differences between like what we might see from a, a male versus a female point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think the, like the fashion of this series is more noticeable because of the female creators involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because everybody looks great. Every, yeah. every Like, all the designs look modern. And in mm-hmm. particular, the, the female... Um, uh, I was going to say costumes, uh, but these are not actors. These are uh, drawings. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the clothing on the, the females are, like, all varied. They're not all, mm-hmm. like, yeah. dresses and, like, skirts and yeah. shit. But they all look feminine and they all look like accurate to what we would see like on the very first page where um archie is standing there he says hi my name is archie andrews in the background we see a girl in uh like shorts and a a yellow shirt and then a a girl sitting next to her in a Mm -hmm. pink shirt and blue pants it all looks feminine but it's not like certainly not overly sexualized because these are high schoolers but they all it it all looks good it's noticeable but like in in the best possible Mm -hmm. way yeah sure I really like the updated style. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think that I think that it's um, still feels true to Archie comics. Like it doesn't feel like a complete departure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it 
it's departure. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but it's more modern, and I like that it still feels like Archie Comics, but it feels like it's 2018. Yeah. Well, so. and with that, um, if you want to jump into as well, like my history with Archie is literally only the show. I, I knew oh, of Archie. Yeah. yeah. I knew of Archie, like the comic, like, or I, I specifically knew of like, it's like in, it's like in pop culture, right? So it's like, I've heard things like Betty and Veronica or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, I didn't really, I never read those. I didn't know about them. So Riverdale was like my first incarnation of, of anything, which is so wildly different that like darker than stuff than the, the book was. Um, but Amanda used to read mm-hmm. those. So like, what's your history with that? So I would, I didn't buy it like in, in, uh, what is successive issues? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just buy, like it would be at the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, those digests. Was, yeah. And mm-hmm. if it was mm-hmm. like, if my mom felt like treating me to it that day. Right. And so mm-hmm. I never read it like as a storyline. It was just kind of picking up whatever was available which and seemed to, they, they talk about that a little bit later on, how the, on the reboot, they were trying to give a little bit longer term consequences to things mm-hmm. and like relationships or whatever. But it seemed from what they were saying, like the old book was really just kind of like so like casual or whatever. It was, mm-hmm. they obviously, you could pick it up. Yeah. You could yeah. just kind of pick it up wherever, like it wasn't necessarily like a week to week thing or whatever. I remember there being issue like issue. lots of different themed issues too. <clears throat> like it'd be like a Valentine's Day issue or a Christmas mm-hmm. issue yeah. or you know, like certain things were happening, like there was a dance happening and that entire issue was just like the theme of the dance or, um, but Archie was, um, not as cool. I don't remember him being like a heartthrob, you Mm. know? Um, no, he was, he was, he was definitely kind of a fuck up, especially in this Punisher uh, versus Archie (laughs) comic. Like he, he just, He's he's clumsy. He's clumsy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's, he's really yeah. He's he's not really good at anything. Yeah. And they <laughs> they touch on it a little bit in uh, in this modern mm-hmm. series as well. But it's it's totally different than like Riverdale. Like yeah. in in the yeah. comics, people are like, especially like Reggie, people are like, why are people into Archie? But yeah. then after you wa- after you read this series and then watch Riverdale, it's like, oh, because he's like got a shirt off most of the time and he's yeah. he's ripped as hell and he plays guitar. But that was a big part of the original series was, like, why would Veronica Lodge like Mm. Archie? By all accounts, she wouldn't even pay attention to him. And so it was always... And that was part of why he was so obsessed with Veronica um, was because he's, like, this beautiful, rich, Mm. like, popular girl loves me. And then there was always, like, the love triangle between Betty and Veronica because Betty was, like, the girl he knew, felt comfortable with, grew up with, you know. Mm-hmm. But he always, like, I always felt like he took advantage of her, like, that she was always going to be there and be around and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Veronica was kind of, like, the new shiny thing. and mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to me because I don't really have any of that history. So, for one, this book is interesting because it's, like, it's updated and they sort of kind of look like those the people from the show but like their motivations are a lot different and Mm -hmm. like he is so like clumsy um and that's like not in the show at all (laughs) yeah and they do talk about in the show that like it's like that summer he got really hot or whatever that's when he got buff because he was working with his dad on the construction site or whatever so it's like you just didn't see the beforehand i guess when he was kind of nerdy or something but in the show he's like 100 percent like the hot dude at school so it's like a, a lot different it's so interesting to think of like reading it as a kid this 
issue, mm-hmm. like reading these issues, and then the show. It's like Archie is like different iterations mm-hmm. because even like reading this, the characters are different in this comic than they are on the show. And then versus what I remember as a yeah. kid, you know, like Jughead in the show is entirely different yeah. than Jughead in the comics. I actually liked him more in the comic, I think, that he's just okay. kind of like makes quips here and there, like, which he does in mm-hmm. the show, but like he's a lot more involved in the show. And I like him just kind of being on the you know, periphery he, on this. And That's how I always remembered yeah. him was that he was like always eating and something. And how much he loves food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was like... He and Betty got along or whatever. And I think there are, like, parts of the issues where it's, like, she was really the only girl. He didn't like her like a girlfriend, but he was the only one that she was like, oh, okay, Betty is kind of decent and whatever. He had no interest in girls other than that. Although I think he did date Midge at one point, right? Uh, in the comics? Yeah. Uh, probably. Who knows? Okay. There's a lot of them. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he dated, he, he got around. He dated, um, I think, Valerie from Josie and the Pussycats no, in the comics Archie. as well. No, oh. not Jughead. Oh, Jughead. Uh, he didn't really like a lot of girls in the comics. He was like... Oh, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the like modern Jughead series that was also mm-hmm. rebooted around this time, he, uh, he, I guess, is canonically asexual. Yeah, like he's I o- heard that. He's only interested in hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's is there an issue where he fucks one? Is that is that a okay. thing? Steven, Whoa. come on now. Whoa, we're Wait, we're it's all a- having fun, but let <laughs> come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. He it's can a make an comic. orphan joke. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had heard about the asexual thing. Obviously, I haven't read any of the new stuff other than the mm-hmm. one we just read, but I had heard that, and I thought that was interesting in comparison to on the show. He's like, yeah, in a serious relationship with Betty, you know. Yeah. But it's funny because like I like some of the changes they made in the show. I think that it works better in a television show. I don't think for- you could have made it this clean and like wholesome on the it, show. I don't it think it would have been as interesting. Dark. It yeah. had to be like kind of whatever but like even reading through this like the first the very first page that says issue one and it has Archie getting out of a car in front of Pops has Mm -hmm. kind of like the neon colors Mm -hmm. that the show has now yeah and so I like that they kind of took bits and pieces from this yeah I'm kind of fascinated by the uh, direction that Archie whatever comics or whatever like that mm-hmm. they're leading with all these different things and, like, rebooting this around the same time of, like, doing the show and everything, but, like, different ways. Like, they're really trying to modernize it for different audiences mm-hmm. at the same time. It's kind of a cool, like, business sense to it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of designs of the characters that are here that I could see got a one-to-one translation to yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Like, Archie and Jughead um, and then Betty and Veronica. Um, Very and much then, stylistically, mm-hmm. it translates. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of... Um, this you can tell the series was used a lot for reference, like mm-hmm. especially down to like Jughead's hair and the like the crown yeah. hat that he has. The way it works, yeah, yeah. I also like that uh, Betty in this. Like I'm looking at one of the panels right now has like a messy ponytail or a messy bun a lot of the time. And if you think mm-hmm. about her in the old ones, she always had this like very perfectly like 
done ponytail and it was usually had a swoop in the back like it was I don't know I I remember her feeling like very like put together yeah and this one she seems a lot more casual I think that's another another benefit of having female artists on mm-hmm. this is they're they're able to bring that like it's not something I would have thought about until you like see it rendered yeah. like this and then you're like oh okay yeah you kind of get it that's part of her style but also her personalities in there as well Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Archie's dad looks much different than the show. That's what he has <laughs> you think always so? looked yeah. like, though. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the that's a different thing. Since you've never, like, read any Archie uh-huh. comics, Stephen, this is like the reverse Power Rangers-ing of, yeah. of yeah, Archie yeah. comics because, like, Power Rangers as a show is, like, kind of bright and fun and goofy, and then the mm-hmm. comics, it's darker. And then, like, the Archie comics are fun and bright and goofy, but the yeah. Riverdale is much darker. Um, I always but, thought that parents yeah. were interesting because, like, Hiram Lodge in the show is this, like, suave, mid-40s guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. very attractive. It, in the comics, he's always been, like, this white-haired guy. Like, yeah. older, white-haired businessman. Mm-hmm. Like, it throws me a little bit, since that's my reference, you know, whenever I see yeah. that. Like, they show, like, a billboard with him, and I was like, oh, okay, that's Hiram? Sure. Right. It's, like, totally different. <laughs> but it's, like, I know that that's, like, probably normal. And then you say that, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. That's how it's been. Or, like, the Jughead um, was, like, the, the richest kid in, in town mm-hmm. when he was, like, a little kid. Yeah. And he was, like, a, a chubby burger-eating kid. And yeah. then they lost all their money, and then he, like, that's kind of, like, formed him. Like, it makes more sense. I guess it makes sense in the show, too, of how they're, like, poor and on the well, wrong side of the tracks type of thing, like, why he is the way he is. But this kind of makes more sense to me. That it's like he had to like kind of be on his own and like realize like what he cares about, you know, not other people and what he just thinks of himself. Is FP a character? I don't remember him at all, like in the comics. Is he a character? You know, I don't know. I would imagine they probably addressed it at some point, but you know, I honestly mm-hmm. don't know if we've we've seen Jughead's dad in the uh in the comics. Mm-hmm. I can't okay. I can't picture him if we had. Unless his yeah, dad is just like a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Some that would make cheese. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just show his dad and his mom, like, when their car's getting towed, but that's it. Like, it's just like a quick shot. They don't talk or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely not a serpent. No. No. Mm-mm. no yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> he doesn't have time for that. He's busy uh, trying to fuck cheeseburgers, according to Stephen Fisher. Listen, guys, I'm so sorry. I take Stephen at Let's Talk About Stuff podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Send your hate mail. That's not a wet. That, you can't say anything there. It won't get to me. I'm going to set one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set up a, an RC Cola for Twitter all, account. For all the hate and then also, I yeah. love the little pause. And I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't like um, it. Uh, so a, a good portion of the first issue is uh, devoted to uh, the friends of Archie and Betty trying to get the two of them back together. Like they, mm-hmm. they don't They've never lived in a world where they haven't been together, and they're really stressed about trying to make that happen and try to get them back together at the uh, the school dance. I guess the the prom, prom mm-hmm. king and queen or whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's not really something that's really touched upon on the show. You mean about them being in a relationship and then not being in one? Yeah, and people freaking out so heavily about it. It's funny because it's like kind of the opposite like Mm -hmm. it it does start at a dance and everything but it's Betty realizing she has feelings for him 
and trying to make something happen. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to think of um, it being, I guess, a different history for them. Um, I, you know, I don't remember in the comics from when we were growing up. Like, was that the same story? I always thought uh, it was just like a a triangle. I thought, I thought they mentioned they changed that kind of kind of thing on here. Yeah, I mean, like in the the original comics, there wasn't really any continuity. Um, right. To speak of. So, I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes no, I would imagine. It's kind of like whatever they needed to do to, to tell the story. Okay. Um, but, I, yeah. I think that, um, I think if Riverdale is really, like, a small town, small enough to where they have, like, a chocolate shop, you know, kind of place that everybody hangs out, mm-hmm. and that if, there had been one couple that had been together forever, you know, yeah. all growing up that I would think that people would have that reaction <clears throat> if they were very beloved and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they broke up. I think that that would probably be a realistic um, expectation for things to happen, but it's also kind of funny to think like these people who are not in the relationship are very invested in. Yeah, heavily invested, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. sinking That's so much time. School. Yeah, they're they're like pulling in favors and all of that shit. Yeah. Like it, it's really a lot of calories burned. Yeah. Like I'm I'm from a small town, and there were, mm. uh, it, like in my grade, there was probably one or two like couples that had been together for a while, and if I would have heard they broke up, I would have been like, oh well, that's crazy. Tommy's the white ranger now. I don't have time to think about <laughs> yeah. their relationship anymore. I did think I was like, do you, you guys not have your own relationships? Like I, I could see it being like something people would gossip about, but, mm-hmm. um, it's like the whole like focus of everybody basically right. is like to get them back together. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a really cool illustration on page 22 of the comicsology version of this. Um, that uh, is really awesome rendering of mm-hmm. somebody playing guitar poorly and then getting better uh, that Fiona Staples does, mm-hmm. where it's uh, Archie. He's kind of like trying to pluck out the notes, and you can see like some of the um, the notes in the background are like cracked and broken and like kind of bent looking. Yeah. And then as he plays on, the, the notes get more vibrant and uh, the colors get more um, uh, vivid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought that was a cool uh, yeah, yeah, illustration cool. Um, mm-hmm. to point out. It's just uh, some silent story uh, storytelling there. Yeah, yeah I really, um, I'm glad that I you had had me read Saga before this. Um, and it's funny, like when I was reading this last night, I saw her name. Uh, I, I forgot it right now, but Fiona uh, Staples. Yeah, Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that, and I was like, she's named I... after the department store. If that helps <laughs> going going forward. Department store. Staples. It's not a department store. Do they have different departments? You've got a post-it note department. You've got a staple department. You've got copy paper department. Department store. Uh, Office supplies. I don't think I'll forget that anymore. Uh, (laughs) So that helps. That was just the whole point. Fiona Office Depot. Yeah. uh, Whenever uh, I saw her name. Fiona Office Depot. (laughs) Whenever I saw her name, I was like, oh, actually, that sounds familiar. And since I'm, you know, new to the world of comics, like, like we were talking about uh, recently, like, do you just know who these people are? And you're like, yeah, I followed their careers. Or like, you know, I, they pop up a lot. And so I just know who letters and who draws whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know that name. And then I was reading about it and I was like, oh my God, she was from Saga. That's right. Like, I remember her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I liked her stuff. And then I was so glad because I had forgotten we had already talked about that. But I was like reading her forward about like being approached to redesign it and how she kind of felt that was like sacrilegious. Like I can't, who's going to redesign Archie? Like he's Archie, he's classic, whatever you Mm -hmm. can't. And then how she kind of like got on board because they all had like a good idea to not change really what it was, but just update it and make it more modern looking. And I was so glad that she was involved uh, with the redesign specifically um, of these characters because I love her work so much now. And, yeah. and again, I'm like, I haven't read any more Soggy yet, but I'm excited to. Um, so I really, I really dug what she's done with it. Mm-hmm. I do think that, like, whenever you were saying that it seemed old school for them to all be involved in their relationship, mm-hmm. like, that to me seems like something that would have happened in the previous comic yeah. before they redesigned it. So I feel like they're kind of still trying to keep storylines mm-hmm. true. Like, the characters may have you know, evolved somewhat, but reading through it, it still felt like an Archie comic. Yeah. 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 They did get, yeah. I mean, not knowing it, it seems, and reading like the histories of the, the author and the, mm-hmm. or the writer and the, and the artist and everything like that. It seemed like, yeah, they had a good idea to keep it that way. Um, and you could tell like the story is kind of goofy and, um, the, the things that Archie does that are so like clumsy and everything are really goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all like in good fun and it's it's nice. Like I don't know that I would keep reading this. It's not necessarily my thing. But um, I did last Halloween. I started reading the Afterlife with Archie, uh, which is that same. This is oh, the yeah. same, same redesign or whatever, right? Because I, I think I'd already seen that mm-hmm. um, that they're like more modern or whatever. And I told Amanda about those. I wanted to read more of those this Halloween, but um, I really dug those. And uh, and I like even though I go back and forth on Riverdale like the second season, I still love that first season a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do like the characters and stuff, but I don't know that I would keep reading this series or anything necessarily personally, but, um, yeah, <laughs> this, this series is, uh, it's, uh, it's fun, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I have to be in a specific mood to, mm-hmm. uh, to read this. Not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. A, an acquired taste. I would, I would imagine. Um, one thing I do want to mention is, um, on pages uh, 37 through 39 here, we've got uh, Betty playing video games uh, at home, and then one of her friends comes over and is trying to convince her to essentially do do a makeover of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is post-split uh, up with Archie. Um, and then on, uh, good lore, 38 and 39 here, um, is only what I can describe as a true nightmare of getting ready <laughs> and it's something as a guy I, I've never taken to taken into consideration uh, but like she's got like hair extensions and like fake eyelashes she's putting on makeup trying to like stand everywhere. in heels yeah. yeah make give yourself eyebrows uh, something with teeth I don't know what's going on she's there she's whitening her teeth is that what that is <laughs> yeah I thought she was just like trying to do that thing when you're younger where you take the, the foil from a gum wrapper and like put it like you're making a grill <laughs> That's how girls get ready. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, she goes through all this trouble, and uh, man, I can't, I can't even imagine having to to do that on a day to day basis. This I know is this a, is not something that she normally does, but yeah. you know, just seeing her go through that process is about how I would feel of uh, trying to go through that process. I have to say, like you guys saying that you have to be in the right mindset to read Archie and whatever. I have always felt that Archie was somewhat more of a girl's comic like something that a girl would pick up more Mm -hmm. um and get into because it's just like more lighthearted and whatnot it's not superheroes it's not 
um, I don't know. It's like more about relationships and about like what's going to happen with Betty or Veronica mm-hmm. and Archie. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if I don't know if that's true. Like I don't know what their demographics are or anything. But I don't know. I would think that the show in general leans towards that, like uh, like the Pretty Little Liars crew. You know, like group of, of girls and stuff that would watch that some kind of 30 thing. year olds who <laughs> act like they're 12 30 year old tweens yeah basically yeah. I was trying to get there yeah. I was thinking about that last night I was telling my friend about watching uh, all the boys who I've loved or whatever it's called and I was like you should watch it it's good and I was like um, just go into it knowing that it's like about 16 year olds and it's kind of embarrassing that I'm almost 33 and I was like, no, so cute. Inner tween. But it's, it's all right. Yeah. There's a, there's a market there and you're it. So apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that probably plays upon nostalgia a little bit, right? Yeah. For, sure. for your youth. And that's, yeah, that's uh, something we True. like to talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. About nostalgia. <laughs> okay, what was that? <laughs> the fire of Marshall yeah. Bill. <laughs> Talk about nostalgia! Holy shit! Yeah. Man, I missed that. Wait, what was it? Fire Marshall Bill. Don't know who that is. From In Living that. Color. In Living Color. I was not allowed to watch that show. True. Really? I watched like anything I wanted, and Amanda like like The Simpsons and stuff. You weren't allowed to watch. Wasn't the Simpsons? A watch. Yeah, couldn't watch wow. that. Yeah. Couldn't watch King of the Hill. Couldn't watch um, Married with Children. Married with Children. I used to watch that all the time. <laughs> Couldn't watch Beavis and Butthead. I wasn't I, supposed to. My brothers like watched it, and I mm. snuck to watch it. But when I was in elementary school, um, I had a, a circle of friends, last friends I ever had, and uh, <laughs> we were talking about uh, the previous day's episode of the Beetlejuice cartoon. And one Ooh. of our friends chimed oh. in, "Oh yeah, I can't watch that. My parents won't let me watch that." Did you have anything like that? Any? Uh, I'm, I'm that girl. That that's you. Well, I'm just saying there are a lot of things that I was like. It's like all the stuff that I was like. Did you watch this or this or this? And it's, she's like, nope, wasn't allowed, wasn't allowed. So many things. Really I, you know, I have gone back and tried to figure out what it is, like that she didn't. It was my mom, yeah. like that I wasn't supposed <clears throat> to watch, and a lot of it goes back to like crude humor, or, hmm. like. Like, if you think about, like, Married with Children mm-hmm. or Beavis and Butthead or even The Simpsons, you know. Like, Married with Children is all about a guy who hates his life, hates his wife, hates his life, hates his job. He makes fun of the fat ladies that he puts shoes on all day. And he comes home and sticks his hand in his pants. Like, that's the show. Yeah. No, I pig. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roseanne. My mom yeah. was, like... It wasn't like I wasn't allowed to watch it, but she was just kind of like, why do you want to watch that? That's, like... That's that's what a lot of people are saying right now in the world. <laughs> Your mom called that one early, yeah. basically. <laughs> I think that she just was kind of like, that should not be what, like, is your frame of reference for how you should behave. Not specifically Roseanne, but just, you know. But yes, specifically Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Anyway. She just, yeah, limited a lot of things. Yeah. Um, my parents, like, I don't, honestly, like, I, I hate to say that, like, they just didn't care, but I don't think they cared. Like, I watched, like, so many weird movies. Like, there's this movie called Once Bitten with Jim Carrey when he's really young about uh, a female vampire who bites him, but the way that she bites, it's all, like, super sexual, and the vampires in this movie bite you on the inner thigh, like, right <laughs> next to your junk. <laughs> Chelsea, my sister, and I used to watch that all the time until one day. We watched it, like, literally, like, five or six times. 
And my, one of my parents was in the room one time and they were like, what are you watching? And we were like, this movie's great. And then we couldn't watch it. But then I would still just watch it sneakily. You know, and then that yeah. Forbidden Dance movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's this movie what? called Forbidden Dance. Okay. That's about, it used to be called Lombada and they changed it to call it the Forbidden Dance. It's about a princess in the rainforest fighting against uh, a logging company. It's like an oh, environment Fern movie. It's Fern Gully with, with sex. Okay. Um, so she comes to now America. Now you're talking. <laughs> they speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> she comes to America to like lobby like the company to like stop logging there or whatever. And she loses like all her shit. Like someone steals all her money and all this stuff. And she can't, like she's from this like rainforest jungle, like where they do the lumbata and like they're like in loincloths <laughs> basically. And so she becomes a maid to a rich white family. And the son is like a clubber. It's like 1992. And it's basically like, <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a lot to this movie. <laughs> It's so good. Brent's head is exploding she, currently. Yeah. She's dancing in her like negligee one day in her room, and the son sees her, and he's like, you should go dancing with me. And she teaches everybody at the club the Lombada, um, which is like sex standing up, right? And <laughs> it's like full of like short skirts and thongs, and like every girl in the club wears like a short skirt and a thong, I, I, like no joke. And it's like she gets sold into a uh, sex slave ring for a little bit. Like, why did she watch this? This I, is so wrong. I know this movie so well. There's a, a J-Lo song that came out a few years ago, and she uses the the theme from that movie um, as like the, it's like, do, 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 And she uses that as like her song. And I, when I heard it, I was like, that's Lombada. Like, I got so excited. It's awesome. It's so good. You it's took like, your car off, off the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of shit that I used to watch, like, all the time. And all these, all these TV shows, basically, that we're talking about. I wonder if Brandy has seen that. I'm going to have to ask her about that. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, it's a, yeah that's, Brandy that's a, that's a, did watch I, weird stuff yeah. growing up, If she's up seen too. Crybaby, she may have seen... What yeah. is it? Forbidden the Dance? Forbidden Dance. Mm. Wow. Okay. Look up the trailer, folks. Good <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> back to Archie. <laughs> well, one thing, well, one thing I wanted to mention is uh, at the end of issue two, we finally get to see Veronica who comes into the book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is when the series picks up a little bit, yeah, at least sure. for me. Is, uh, it's just another character to explore, you mm-hmm. know, to help kind of divide up the issue or whatever. And uh, Archie's quickly smitten with her so much so that uh, he <laughs> demolishes by accident again because he's clumsy uh, the lodge's uh, mansion frame uh, entire house yes yeah. yeah and uh, which I have to say that um, I I work in like construction type stuff and mm. I cannot imagine that he would hit it with this piece of machinery. And the entire house would come toppling oh, down. Oh, if you hit the corner of any structure, it all goes down. Everybody knows that, Amanda. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me or you hate me? What was that? <laughs> I'm getting hit later. That's what it is. Beto. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, a scene uh, later on in the, the book where uh, Veronica eats a sloppy joe, I believe it is, oh, yeah. and uh, oh ends up throwing gosh. up all over herself, uh, which is a great image. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think 
they've necessarily shown vomit in an Archie comic before, mm-hmm. but uh, they this really is went the time. There. Yeah, yeah, they really went there. 2015 was the year, if you wanted to, uh, <laughs> to see some, <laughs> some Veronica vomit. Yeah. And it's uh, like red. It looks sloppy like... Sloppy Joe vomit, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's oh, it was instant. It didn't have enough time to, yeah. you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, digest. Mm-hmm. Digest in her stomach. Yeah. That was worth it. That was worth trying to search for. <laughs> All right. This podcast is a winner. It's going off the rails. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to downgrade ourselves from mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. And it's all my fault. Um, and then on uh, issue four, we uh, finally discover what the lipstick incident is. And mm. uh, I definitely wanted to get your opinions on this before, uh, before we wrap things up. Mm. Um, so Mark Wade is a writer who... He's got such a big name in comics that whenever he's like pitching ideas or whatever, he doesn't necessarily have to give you an outline of like, here's how the story starts uh, and ends exactly. Um, I think he's got enough clout to where he can just say, yeah, here's here's kind of a general idea and tone of what I'm going for. Mm. Um, so when he does that, that means that sometimes like he did a run on Daredevil where at the end of each issue it would end on a cliffhanger he would have no idea how that cliffhanger resolves uh, until he started writing that next issue. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the same case with this, to where in the first issue he mentions the lipstick incident. Didn't necessarily necessarily know what that was until he got to this issue and was like, okay, so here's what that incident mm-hmm. is. Um, because that. it doesn't seem like such a massive thing uh, to me as an adult, but I would imagine as a mm. teenager that was probably a, a big deal, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we see like early on in, um, I guess maybe like, let's say a a month or two before, um, the, the, this series starts that, uh, uh, Archie and Betty are together. Um, they're having fun, you know, just hanging out together and whatnot. Uh, Betty is just the girl next door, uh, doesn't really get dressed up like fancy for Mm -hmm. him at all. Um, matter of fact, uh, when Archie's ready to, go out on a date with Betty. Um, he, he calls her and, uh, says ready to roll pal. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they still kiss and stuff, but it's just like a different type of relationship. Yeah. So when she shows up and she's all like dolled up and has a, uh, uh like a nice red dress on and everything, he's kind of weirded out about it. And then it kind of sets an odd tone mm. for their, uh, their date. And then at the, uh, the end of their date, when they're at this, like, Weird, like death movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't is know if they're like watching faces of death or or what. What is going on? Feature. It's it's bizarre. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, she gets up and uh, and runs out, and uh, Archie goes out to uh, to stop her and you know see if he can resolve the issue. That does not end well, and uh, he talks about um, uh, the the lipstick and uh, this is the crap that doesn't belong on you. Uh, where's the Betty I know? And then uh, Betty takes a lipstick from him and slashes it across his face on his mouth mm-hmm. and says, uh, funny, you're still you, and then uh, takes off. And that's kind of their the end of their relationship up what, to this point. When that happens, that's actually how the Joker was created. Oh, yeah, did we not... Yeah, yeah, Archie Andrews is the Joker. Uh-huh. Uh, it's canon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just look at the picture. Everybody knows it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, What were your thoughts on uh, on that? Was it... Because it's set up like three issues in advance mm-hmm. of finding out what that was. Um, did you have any strong feelings either way on finding out what did. the 
I felt like I was kind of like, oh, that was it type of thing. But I also think that it is, um, makes sense to their characters that, Mm -hmm. um, Betty has always been the girl next door. Like Archie has always loved her, but kind of, you had said like, Hey, let's go pal or whatever. She wants to be seen as like him looking at her as like, Beautiful and like the way he looks at other girls that are all dolled up. But then she does that and he is like, Why are you wearing all that stuff? You know, why do you look yeah. like this? I feel like it's like teenager hormony type yeah. of thing. Like they're both like trying to figure out who they are and they've yeah. always been together, but like what does that mean, I guess? And Yeah. And she like put in all this effort to look that way, and that's kind of like outside of her comfort zone. Mm. And the mm-hmm. person that you're dating, who you want to be appreciative of all of that and be like, wow, you really look beautiful, tells you that you look weird and like that you don't look like yourself when you know that he likes that in somebody else. Like that, from a girl perspective, would be really embarrassing. It'd be like at the, at the end of Greece when Sandy shows up and she's all like dolled up like a like a greaser or whatever. Uh-huh. And if, if he was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the end of the movie. <laughs> and she's like, but you like cha-cha, you yeah, know, and yeah. cha-cha looks like this. Yeah. yeah. Bringing Is it back. Bringing character? it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cha-cha. cha-cha. Yeah, I can, I can like hear it, but I can't say it. She's the one that is from the other school, and when they're at the dance, and Sandy and Danny are dancing, and then all of a sudden, like this brunette, curly-haired vixen steps in. And they end up winning the dance contest. Oh my God, Brent, you've seen that movie a million times. I know you have. And you know, in the movie, like, um, John Travolta looks like he's like 28. Um, Cha-Cha looks like she's like 36. Yeah. But they're in high school. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but she's like 100% in her 30s. But she's like very <laughs> voluptuous and like always in skin tight clothes. Like the anti-Sandy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That was such a self-satisfied look. <laughs> and I was just like, I had no, I, I have no idea. Brent is a huge like, fan of Grease. Uh, yeah. Good thing that we're going to a Grease sing-along. Yeah, it's a good thing you guys are going to that Grease sing-along. <laughs> we haven't gotten tickets yet, so. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me. Uh, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Oh, they're all sold out. <laughs> Actually, they're I They're all sold out that. or there are only three tickets. I suggested that when there was a lot of tickets and then I knew once I did it, I was like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, so I have purposely waited just in case to be like, Oh, the tickets are all sold out. And Don't I, tell Brandy. She's going to hit you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I found, uh, our copy of Greece hit or hate has the <laughs> both. <laughs> They're interchangeable. Our copy of Greece has the same sing along thing that Alamo uses. The Alamo draft house uses. Where it's like, it's kind of cool. It's like animated stuff on the screen instead of just like mm-hmm. the words. Like they're all like jumping around or whatever. You won't be able to get away from it is what he's saying. I will wait outside until you guys are done. We Well, I was going to say that you and I could go watch something different while they went to that. And I was going to suggest that uh, the new puppet movie, I can't remember what it's called though. The one that's like an adult murder story. Oh, But it's, yeah. it's getting horrible reviews. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, horrible. And so I'm like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, but then I was like, uh, The well, Happy Time Murders? Happy Time Murders, yeah. Yep. So I was like, well, maybe we can do something else and they could watch Grease. And... Or, if you want, you could also watch it. I know you're a big fan, obviously, right now. So. Clearly, you need to brush up on it because you can't. 
You can't follow Amanda's. You can't follow my but, my comparison to Archie. Yeah. But do I need to brush up on it if it's the first movie in in the series of two movies? No, you need to brush up on it because this is like like classic American knowledge that you don't have, and that means you're fail a failure. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Brent Brent looks so nonplussed right now. He's just like yeah. Amanda's face was like one of determination to get you to like this, and you were just like, I don't, I don't care. You're not gonna get me to like it. So. Part of me feels like if Brandy hasn't broken him down yet, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. But then there's another part of me that's like, I'll do it. Wow. Well, if you think you're breaking news to me that I'm a failure, jokes on you, sucker. <laughs> Known that for decades. <laughs> Oh, man. You're like, you're going to have to try something else to make me feel bad about myself. I do that all on my own. Thank you very much. Oh, hashtag winning. Uh, so uh, one other thing I wanted to, to mention on, on mm-hmm. Archie here is on uh, page 124. Um, actually, the previous page, it shows uh, Betty playing, uh, I guess, softball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it is it called softball if it's girls playing it automatically? I know, can right? It not be that baseball? Right. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand the the difference, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, there's some some game they're playing with a a ball being thrown and mm-hmm. somebody with a bat trying to hit it with a stick. I just and have to say that the girls played baseball in a league of their own. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I That's what I would. I think it has to do with the way it's pitched. See, and it's hard to tell from the, the yeah. illustration here if it's. I, it's I guess underhanded. it's underhanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then her so bat is, is bigger. Their bats are bigger because the balls are bigger. So that kind of makes sense too. But oh, really? I, I just don't think that's. I guess I don't. Yeah. I mean, like she could have played baseball. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? It's 2018. She's playing baseball. That's what I'm saying. I mean, she knocked the <laughs> fuck out of that ball yeah. one way or the other. So. Well, it's funny because like the the baseball has a picture of Veronica's face as it gets closer to her, mm-hmm. and then uh. on <laughs> on the next page. Um, there's some brilliant storytelling on that first panel where we see the ball like flying away and she's just, like knocked the seam mm-hmm. apart on the yeah. ball. Um, but it's normally there'd be like a, an image of like the bat being swung like toward the ball and then finally connecting with the ball and then mm. like hitting it way out there. But just in that one image, we yeah. see like the baseball diamonds like distant, the the ball is flying toward the reader. And then there's the, the lettering that just says crack and it's kind of, encapsulating all of yeah, that yeah. motion into that, that one panel. Uh, it's one thing that uh, stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, and then the ball hits Archie in the head. I did not <laughs> and he's like dead. that. He's it, dead for the rest of the series. <laughs> the rest of the, the series is, is a ghost. Afterlife with Archie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, I did not like the huge bump on the back of his head. That thing is way too giant. I know he goes to the hospital. It's a good thing because he, he should be dead. That, yeah, that it, he gets generous. an immediate blood blister. Yes. And... Uh, and then Tony Topaz, like, <laughs> heaves him over her shoulder. I and it's like, I got this. I, I do like the dialogue there. Andrews, how many fingers am I holding up? And he says, green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the face in the grass, though. I do like that part. Uh, that that's what yeah, it ended. looks like a, a weird, like, dead person's face that yeah. was revealed from his face. <laughs> Again, because he should be dead. This is the, like, the same burial plot that... Uh, poltergeist is set on oh, right okay, where it's yeah. like the native american burial ground mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. man i feel like this like this reboot they, they secretly did this where they actually did kill archie and we're gonna find out years from now that this was the event that did it 
And oh, that, was, uh, that was his death mask. A Jacob's ladder situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting in a few years, man. Tell you what. Yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's more or less, uh, Archie. Again, there's not like a ton of like plot stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of light on, um, uh, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of like, I guess, character stuff, yeah. I guess, but it's, it's really like spaced out. Um, not a whole lot of like drama in this mm-hmm. more like fun drama type stuff, mm-hmm. really like the, the end of the issue. Um, we can tell that, uh, uh, Mr. Lodge found out that Archie is the one who destroyed his house and you know, that's the end of the volume. So, yeah. uh, they don't like each other. Um, Mm-mm. that's, that's just a thing. Yep. That's just how it is. Um, so yeah. Do you, do you guys have any general thoughts or comments on this, this volume? No, I think I said pretty much everything I got. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would read more. Yeah. I would l- be interested in reading some of the other, like, things that they've done. Like, the afterlife sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I well, would, guess what? I would give Halloween's coming up. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that Brent likes about <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> no. It's what? Halloween. Christmas. Yeah, I like Halloween. I think you're just anti-holidays. No. Not just, like holidays. Just really anti-Christmas. Yeah, I'm I'm anti Christmas and everything it stands for. Are you anti scary movie? I feel like there was something where it was like, whenever you guys <clears throat> did the month long thing with the movies, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Am I making this up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah we I did. Know a what you're talking about? We did a whole bunch there, and uh, I think we're gonna do a bunch this year again. I'm I'm excited because there's a. Oh, I'm sorry. I am mixing up Christmas. You yeah. picked very specifically the Christmas movies mm-hmm. that you would watch yeah. because you wanted to do things that weren't too Christmassy. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's Christmas, so can't really get away from it. Yeah. But the, I'm, I'm looking Lord forward... Lord knows I've tried. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Halloween this year because there's some stuff that um, has come out recently or uh, stuff that, you know, I'd like to get your opinions on or whatever and then um, it'd be cool to read read these or some other books again like we, re- we read uh, I always forget the name of that book the, the spiral one yeah um, Uzumaki like, yeah Uzumaki um, yeah. if you have any more you know that'd be fun again to read something yeah. else so looking forward to that coming up I just like theme months I, I think it's fun kind of something different like comic month it's like gives mm-hmm. us like a focus for the month of like something to kind of strive towards whatever and sometimes it's good just to have like whatever and uh, and all that, but I like I like the holidays coming up too. Well, September is yeah. coming up, so you could theme it, Amanda. Just everything Amanda likes. <laughs> you get to choose everything. Yeah, food I like, <laughs> shows I like, movies I like, animals wow. I like. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole show about the animals that Amanda likes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why I like them. So you're guest starring the entire month of September, or we're talking about you? half and half okay yeah two weeks wait two weeks on two weeks off so you're not going to be on the show but i have to talk about why you like cupcakes (laughs) yes okay it's amanda's month yeah wow (laughs) you guys talked about things september is my month so get get with it therefore welcome to step manda uh (laughs) she likes cupcakes and llamas i guess penguins too uh penguins yeah Mm -hmm. and dogs yep not cats really blew a raspberry to cats there wow man but uh archie (laughs) (laughs) 
it was uh, yeah, it was good. I'm 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 excited for uh, the Halloween stuff. And then um, I was going to ask you though, you know, there's the Archie book, there's Jughead. Um, is there a Sabrina book? And if so, have they rebooted that as well? The, yeah, there is. There's a, a Sabrina book that is similar in tone to Afterlife with Archie. That's very okay. um, that could be good. It's, for it's a, a lot more mature. I mm-hmm. think that's probably what the that new Netflix Sabrina series is probably yeah. mm. going to be based on. Even know. though, yeah, I didn't really dig the second season of Riverdale. I'm still excited for that. I hope that turns out well. To be kind of the, some uh, of the darker occult stuff, you know, to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. And especially Netflix, like, that could change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe help it out. So we'll see. I, I don't know if they're supposed to be connected or not. I've heard... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, ...contrary things on that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just, yeah, from the same realm of the comics and everything or whatever that it... Mm-hmm could be interesting to see how that goes. Like, I'm still excited about it, even though, like, I'm not as excited about Riverdale anymore, you know, yeah. as a show. Oh, boy. Season two was rough. Yeah. <laughs> as my dog said, you know. So. Man likes dogs. <laughs> hey, wait, save it for September. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> a little preview for what's to come. All right, so let's wrap it up. So if you have a show suggestion, question, comment, dog picture, pop culture combat contender thing that Amanda probably likes uh, or something specific that you want us to discuss, be sure to contact us. You can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. You can follow Steven on letterbox and Twitter at Steven Fisher 22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Amanda, do you have any plugs that you'd like to do at this time? No, again, I don't want anybody to follow me online. <laughs> <laughs> She's a ghost. Can't find her. A g- 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 ghost. What, what? Just like Archie. You'll find out. He dead. A few years. Yep, he dead. <laughs> Rip Archie. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So we will uh, we'll wrap it up here. So until next time, I'm Brent. It's <laughs> <So> weird. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> I felt weird saying it first, but okay. Yeah. I'm. Steven. I am. I am Brent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, Steven. I am Groot. Oh wow. Welcome to the show, group. <laughs> All right, let's talk later. All right, and the sync word will be the entirety of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song one two three <laughs> they've got a pow- guys so you're not singing along oh sorry about that man i uh i forgot the words the guitar's in my head right now though okay well is that good enough we'll, tr- we'll try something else um let's do lipstick incident on three oh, yes oh yeah one <laughs> okay man i was like what's that about i was like was that in the news <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know with this uh, news cycle, right? Yeah. That's right. All right, so lipstick incident on three. One, two, three. Lipstick, lipstick incident. incident. Was I supposed to? Well, I guess I not. this was just a sink word. It is, but it's for the table. Okay. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Now the two of you are going to be out of sync. Yeah, man. No, uh, know. no Joey Fatone or Chris Kirkpatrick there, you know? Lipstick incident on three, one, two.
to what all together. <laughs> Sorry. Man, that was like a dad voice. Yeah. I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> all right. So on three, one, two, three, lipstick, lipstick incident. incident. Excellent. I did it. Look at that harmony. Yeah. Nice. Is this the She's one with the, the Asian lead? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she yeah. is delightful. Oh, yeah. She's great. She is just... Did we lose breath? Maybe a little bit. I like it. Look at that look, though. Yeah. It's good. He looks pensive? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the open mouth. The open mouth yep. look. It's a good one. He'll come back, right? Or maybe. Sometimes not. Is he just not. frozen in time? Sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. What you got to do, what I do now, is I try to remember what I last said. She is delightful, is what you said. Okay. And then you can jump back in with that, or you can start the whole thing over. What if I were to just be like, she is delightful. She is delightful. Well, yes, you could. If you <laughs> want to change it up. Okay. That's fine. We'll try to call it back. So 26th. Celebrate the 22nd. I mean, better. Try it. Smell it. Look at it. Wait, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What? I said, smell it, look at it. And he said, wait, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) Yogurt. Oh. Is that what you call it? All right. (laughs) Yogurt. Hold on, I gotta mix it up before we... Do it. <laughs> Sexy. It's like a what is that ASMR? Oh yeah, that yeah, works for some people. Not Brent. <laughs> more for me. Um. Okay. Is it mixed up? Calm down. <laughs> We can't start until you stop. I know. Just like one second. Okay, we're good. <laughs> it was literally one second. It was pretty good. Yeah. Good job. Okay. I don't have the script in front of me, so I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, well, I will. Uh, I'll wrap it up for you. Cool. Wait. <laughs> there's another topic here. Oh no, that's always on there. It's a it's a backup topic. I want to do that though. <laughs> it's wait. <laughs> we're pretty far into it already. This is gonna be edited out. Are you talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking that when we come down there uh, to your neck of the woods, we can, the four of us, go okay. through this okay. and oh, cool. maybe reintroduce yeah, um, or whatever, you know. That's okay. a good one, because we haven't done that in a while, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to do that, because that sounds fun. Yeah, okay, we don't well, have to go over all of those, but... Uh, it is your month, so if you want to <laughs> do that, you get to choose, apparently. So. Yes. So that sounds good to you? Yeah. Good. Okay. Good, good idea, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I had oh, the system crazy. overload thing. Oh. Yeah. Only at two hours in, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like, I'm so hot. Stop. Ay, ay, ay. All right, let's resync on this one. Okay. Uh, lipstick incident on three. One, two, three. Lipstick, lipstick incident. incident. There was actually some uh, some news about the Power Rangers this week. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, the Power Ranger who gave their kid up for adoption? No. What? No. Oh, evidently, it was orphan time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You're nailing it. Ted. Ted. <laughs> Ted. <laughs>